Welcome to the Next Dimension Podcast, your portal to an extended reality. Every week we talk about the hottest topics in XR and let you join the discussion live on MRTV. And now, get ready for another exciting episode coming up. Hi and welcome to episode number 24 of the Next Dimension podcast. This is the season final of season one of this podcast and this podcast is all about VR and AR. Today here with me are Tatiana, sorry, I was a moment, Tatiana, of course, from Disco VR. Tatiana, how are you doing? I don't hear you now. Oh my God, what is going on? Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, I'm back. <laughs> hey, y'all. <laughs> yes, I'm doing great. Thank you. I'm excited about the season finale. Hope everybody's doing great. Great. Really looking forward to speak with you about yeah all the interesting topics that we're going to talk about today. And of course, also with me here, Anthony. Anthony from. I know I want to say Disco 364. <laughs> I, I, this is crazy. What, what is going Disco on? Discombobulated is the yeah, word. Really, what is going on in the season final? I have no idea. Maybe Anthony. forgot everybody. Yeah, Aww. exactly. Anthony of VR365, of course. Anthony, VR great, VR to talk, <laughs> great to talk to you again. How are you doing? I'm doing good. And, you know, I, I just have a quick question, though. Have you ever been in the middle of like an interview or a podcast and you legitimately like totally forgot somebody's name for some weird reason? Like, you know their name, but like it just like like you're like, wait a minute. I don't know this guy's name. I don't know this guy's name. Oh, my God. I've been in that panic before. <laughs> yeah, right. Terrible. It happens more often than. It does should. happen. It does happen. Yeah. And well, especially in live shows like this, it's hard to overplay it. <laughs> yeah, well, anyways. Yeah, it's the season final. We can just have some fun and yeah, something like this will happen sometimes. That's also the charm of doing a live show. Yeah, great. And well, I'm Sebastian Ang. I'm the founder of MRGV. Yeah, didn't forget yet the name of my own channel. <laughs> and um, I'm the host of this podcast. So for all of you who don't know yet about the Next Dimension podcast, this podcast is live streamed every Saturday at 9 p.m. Berlin time, 8 p.m. London, noon in San Francisco, and 3 p.m. in New York City. And you can find us on all the podcast providers on iTunes, Spotify, Google, Alexa, and wherever there are podcasts. So you can also listen to us and you should do so. Because it's a really good podcast, I think. <laughs> All right, we're going to ask you about this podcast also later in the show because yeah, we want to do a little reflection and find out what you think about the Next Dimension podcast, about the first season of this podcast. So if you enjoyed this first season of the Next Dimension podcast, please do do us a favor and rate us. Give us five stars on iTunes. And the simplest way to do it, get out your iDevice. Find the podcast app. It's already pre-installed on your iPhone or iPad. And find the Next Dimension podcast and give us a five-star review. This is truly the best way how you can say thank you to us. Thanks for us yeah, to, to be here every Saturday and yeah, entertain you a bit with the latest about VR and also AR. Probably in the future more. Right now, it's more of a VR show still. 
Hey, yep. real quick. Yeah, of wait, course. Let me interrupt you real quick okay. so you can forget the next thing you want to talk about. <laughs> yeah, yeah but, you um, did it already. <laughs> no, I, I wanted to say, um, oh, the reviews, the iTunes reviews, right? Okay, so back in the days with VR Roundtable, um, when we did VR Roundtable, we were like one of the very first VR podcasts that were around at the time. And we were in the video game category of iTunes. And I would go to the iTunes video game category and every once in a blue moon, VR Roundtable would actually be in the top 100. We okay. would be like number 73 or number 74 or something like that. So I went and looked for a Next Dimension podcast to see if, hey, maybe we popped into the top 100. And we're not in the video game category. We're in a different category. But the thing that I noticed is we have like 10 reviews. And come on, peeps, you can do a better job than that. I'm going to check it after this show is over, and we need to double those reviews at least. I hope there's oh, more right. than 10 by now. This is about a week ago. Yeah, yeah. Here's a question. For people who right. don't have iPhone, can, can you vote using your computer, or is it just from iPhone or iPad? Uh, no, you can also install iTunes on your computer, and then you can also vote. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's a bit complicated, right? Yeah, but wow, 10 is not good enough. I've been saying this... 24 times, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or no, actually 48 times because I say it twice every show. So really, I, I agree. If you enjoyed the first season, absolutely give us a review. If you want a second season, we need at least 20 at the end of the show, <laughs> yeah? <laughs> so that would be really, really good and uh, do it. It would really help us out and uh, yeah, that would be fantastic. Yeah. Because we're not going to see ourselves in the top 100 unless you review us up there, baby. you got to get us into the mix. No, really. Absolutely. Totally agreed. So if you enjoy this podcast, it, do this. It's only going to take you a couple of minutes, especially if you have an iDevice. So that would be really good. Yeah. So today's show, we are going to talk about new games, new releases. We're going to talk a bit about... The, the Vive Pro 2 again, because I also want to know about your opinion, because you were not on the show last time, Anthony and Tatiana. So that would be interesting. I will be talking about my experiences here with the little Samurai adapter here, the, the wireless adapter for the device, how that went. I live streamed it um, yesterday, uh, my test, or I just tried it out. And yeah, that should be pretty interesting. And yeah, we do have quite a few um, games to talk about, right? Those new PSVR games that were revealed by Sony. And it's pretty interesting that Sony, once in a blue moon, comes out with these shows where they reveal new games, new trailers. And that's good because we have something to talk about. Because other than that, news-wise, it's a very, very slow time right now with news. It is crazy. So good that we at least have um, yeah, a few games we can talk about. We're going to talk about Fract, the PSVR game. We're going to talk about a new ninja game, Arashi. We're going to talk about like a yeah, bullet hell shooter, Yuki. We're going to talk about Sniper Elite. We're going to talk about After the Fall. We're going to talk about a game called Wins and uh, Leaves. Leaves, yeah, right. I'm going. Uh, I'm looking forward to talk about this. Actually, I I was not so excited to talk about this, honestly, because it's not my type of game. But Anthony, you seem to be kind of interested in it, right? Yeah. Well, we'll we're going to talk about it, of course. But yeah, when you see these new trailers, like a lot of these games, we actually known about them. I think only one of them was completely unknown. But we get these yeah, brand right. new trailers, and the new trailers 
give us new insight into what the game is all about. Sometimes these new trailers make us even more hyped. Sometimes the new trailers make us less hyped. So, okay. you know, yeah. it'll be interesting to talk about it. Exactly. So that's going to be interesting. Before we do that, first of all, we're going to talk about our weeks or our last weeks. And yeah, I want to, to ask Tatiana, how are you doing? What did you do in the last couple of weeks since you have, haven't been on the show? Um, I'm doing well. In the past two weeks, two exciting VR-related things happened to the channel. So the first thing, Disco VR has hit 10,000 subscribers. Wow, that is amazing. Congratulations. Thanks. Thank you so much. It's so exciting and I'm very, very happy about it. And we had like a mini party on the Discord and I'm still planning to have an, a mini gather up at Rec Room or Alt Space. I'm still trying to schedule it in because believe it or not, I have never done a live station before on my channel. Never. You, haven't, you haven't done a live stream? <laughs> I've never done a live stream wow. before. And okay. I do want to keep it organized. I want to know what I'm doing. I don't want right. it to be messy. So I want to learn about it just a little bit more before I can host something like that. But even, you know, even though it's not going to be immediately after we hit 10,000, I still want to do it. So it's happening. <laughs> Wow. And uh, yeah, so that happened. And, that, that is uh, so amazing. Yeah, let, yeah, this this is incredible, and it's in a short time. I can tell. I think I, I needed like I don't know years to make ten thousand subscribers. Yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. What was your number before you when you first started this show? What? How many subscribers did you have like in the first episode you were here? Because there, I thought it was like. 500 or a thousand or something but i don't remember i don't remember it was a little over a thousand but i'm i'm not sure if it was two it might have been around two thousand wow, wow. that is that incredible is growth that is incredible but, but i i do got i gotta tell you the vr youtubers who have started many years ago they they were at the very very beginnings and they didn't get as much credit as they deserve because the technology wasn't there yet the people weren't as much into it as they are now <laughs> they are just yeah, pouring the, the new users are just pouring to youtube they're, right. they're, they're craving for more content and uh and i think in that sense i just happened to be in this perfect right place time at the right time and you're doing but, great content that's the point it's not just you're in the right place at the right time you're doing amazing content you but you are also doing amazing content and so many other youtubers have been for years right. and they only started really rising up in yeah. the last last year or something like that yeah right? it's true so, it's true so, so i'm not in the first wave i'm not in the first right. wave but but i'm but i'm so grateful that i managed to to merge into it because i'm so passionate about it and i'm becoming more and more um, um, involved and devoted to this to this technology. I'm 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 blessed to, to it's perfect. Be a part of it. it is really great. Yeah. So so I am in this in this first wave of content creators, and basically, it would have been way better if I just started now and did something else in the last five years. <laughs> no, I'm I'm honestly I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I know now is a great time, but I also enjoyed all the the basic work that I did with uh, with VR. And you know what's great? Like all the connections that I made in the last uh, years, it's, it's incredible. So, yeah. yeah. But I'm really yeah. happy about your channel and your channel growth. It's truly a great channel. And for all the people who have not yet subscribed to Disco VR, do that now. Yeah, we're going to see Tatiana like uh, 
overtake me in a moment in season two. It's going to happen for sure, but that's that's okay. I'm not, you know, I'm not like like uh, feeling bad about these kind of things. I'm happy for you because your channel is really cool. Well, thank you. I, I really appreciate it. And um, <laughs> I'm not. I think I find more beginners. It's, I do find a lot of people who just bought Quest watching my content. Right. And I, right. That makes um, sense. My content doesn't have as advanced technology features like hardware, digging deep into hardware kind of stuff. Right. Because right. I'm learning about it as I go as well. And yeah, so this is this is not even close to a competition to your channel. Yeah, it's <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, so thank you. And uh, that was the first thing that happened. And um, the second thing that I thought I would share is that I tried uh, a free roaming location-based uh, room scale VR for the very first time. Oh, wow. I love that. What did you try and where? Tell us everything about it. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I got invited to a location in Houston, which is a zero latency VR arcade. And they are really big. They have locations in, I think, over 20 different countries. And um, it's funny because they started, just one guy started this company in a garage. He just put together equipment and then he added two players there. So they are playing, but he kept adding more, three players and five. And, and he got back to eight players and he decided that oh maybe maybe nine would be too much so it's a room scale free roaming vr experience with locally with eight people maximum eight people uh yeah that you can play with your friends and they expanded it to all over the world now so the game that i was previewing about three days before it was launched is far cry vr cool wow tells everything about it far cry uh, vr yeah. How was it? Uh, <laughs> Far Cry VR is... Um, it. I had a great time, but what is left from Far Cry is mostly the title, maybe the location, and the villain Vass. Because what the game is, is basically the first-person shooter that you are playing with your friends, and you are shooting targets. You're shooting the bad guys. You have two weapons. You have like a like a gun and a crossbow. But it's a very, very simplified kind of first-person shooter. That's pretty much all you do there. Mm -hmm. Most of the fun that comes from playing is your interaction with other people that you're playing with. And the more people you play with, the more fun you have. I played with my husband. There were just the two of us. I still had fun. But there are so many parties of eight that were shooting everywhere and they were yelling and talking to each other and planning the attacks and all of that. So... The actual fun comes from being able to physically walk in that space and uh, and talk to your friends. It's as a gameplay. Gameplay was very basic, so it's not. I if you are there just for Far Cry, I don't think that you would be satisfied with that. But you would want to go there if you want to experience a free roaming gaming experience with your friends. Mm -hmm. So I think it's it's worth for that. There are many companies that organize trips to these kind of VR arcades as a team building exercise and just to have an outing. I think it's great. Um, but I I really wish that there was something more for a standalone console that we could play and it would be actual Far Cry and not just a... Okay, so, so what kind of technology were they using? What kind of headsets were they using? Did you have like a backpack on or tell us more about it? 
Yes, so they had a, uh, they were using Reverb G1. They still haven't upgraded to the second one, but they were going to, and I was, ah, dang it, I didn't, mm -hmm. I didn't get to it. <laughs> a little bit too early for that. And they did have a backpack. I forgot what kind of computer they were holding there, but, but yes, so everything was connected to it. You basically were carrying this computer on you at all time, and that's how they reached the cable-free experience, because it is a PC VR, but you don't have to be tethered to anything. I thought that was really cool. I enjoyed that. And yeah, so you had the headphones, Kraken headphones with a microphone that you could talk to to your uh, you know, fellow gamers and to the, um, what are they called? Like the game master. So someone who would tell you, hey, you're too close to the wall. Or it's funny because when you get too close to the wall, the whole game stops for everyone until you oh, really? get back. Oh, man. You wow. keep it safe. So it's like, come on, man, get it back. We can't play if you're being a jackass. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so they were trying to um, to keep it safe in that way. And you still run into walls. You would think 200 by 400 meters, that's a lot of space, but you still manage to hit walls. Wow, okay. And that's why at, at logical times during the, during the game, like after every mini level or something, um, um, there is there are moments where you have to step into this yellow square and it's like an elevator in game or some other platform but basically that's how they redirect you to the center of the mm -hmm. playground so that you are always approximately at the center and you're not hitting walls all the time so that was cool. interesting because seamlessly good idea very good idea yeah it how it would be better though um if like Space Pirate Arena, for example, like, you know, that was just announced that it's like actually going to come this year to the quest. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be on the official store. I didn't actually read the article, but um, <laughs> but this idea of like you, you have a certain play space, right? Like whatever meters you were talking about. Why wouldn't they actually just design the game to fit into that square? Mm -hmm. And then when you get to a wall, oh, that's a river that you can't cross, or that's yeah. like barbed wire fence or something. Right. Yeah. It's like, what are they called? The uh, non-Euclidean geometry. Sometimes they use that. Um, so you step on some kind of uh, stones, and they're taking you away. So it seems like you're in much much larger space than you actually are in the square. And I do think that that would be so much better than what they did. I'm not actually sure why. But it could be because different zero, zero latency locations may have different sizes. Because Ubisoft developed Far Cry VR specifically for zero latency. So mm -hmm. it's only for, for that location and for that uh, VR arcade. Um, maybe because they are so different in different countries and different locations, they couldn't standardize it for every single location. But, but I would definitely like <laughs> to see a game that is designed in a way that you wouldn't hit the wall because you wouldn't go there in the VR anyways. Right. I'd like a game where the wall is part of the effing game. So you put your hand yeah. on the wall, you're oh, in the man. wall in VR. There's mm. buttons, there's dials, there's levers, there's switches. So you're like, because I think... I love that, yeah, go on. Yeah. Well, with location-based entertainment, like for me, it's all about fidgeting with things, touching physical items, turning knobs, dials, buttons. Think of all the uh, puzzle games that we've played in VR, the room VR. I mean, there's millions of freaking puzzle games, right, where you're manipulating levers and stuff. But imagine if 
all of that was physical and you're physically switching things and turning knobs and picking the um, picking things up and handing things to somebody else and if everything was tracked that would be so incredibly immersive and exactly that that's what the void was yeah, yeah i loved it when i tried the void in in london and in i think it was las vegas or i've been all around the world it seems so yeah so it's it's so good because the stuff that you see very often you can touch it in the walls or even there was a robot and it was really there. You can touch it. It's the mm. best. It's the best. And then if you can walk around and they make it so that it feels like you have this huge space, it's it's really the best. That is my favorite VR experience, I think. Mm. This, this kind yeah. of location-based things where you really walk through the things and the stuff that you see is actually really there. Wow. It, Love it's it. interesting. It's interesting what I've noticed, even though it's not logical. So in, when you're in this game and you see, uh, you know, I, I could see my husband, like he was right there in 3D. But I'm so used to it not being real that I still had the urge to sometimes just run through him, you know? Okay. Because right. I see him in 3D and I'm just used to thinking, oh, oh he's not really there. He's, it's just, he's a mind <laughs> somewhere. It's an online player. But he is there. And it would happen quite often. We'd get too close to each other. And, well, we didn't bump because the game had the system that it's, when you're getting too close to another character, you, you actually see a circle. Like, this is you and this is him. And you're like, you see them moving. That's how you understand that, okay, come on, he's real. You're getting too close. Step away. <laughs> so I thought it was funny that it really tricks your brain. We are already used to not believing the things we see are real. And that's why it made me think what you said, Sebastian and, and Anthony. If, if, if you're touching real thing, maybe it would make it, it definitely would make it feel more real. And you would be more aware that you're actually interacting with these things that you're seeing in VR. That would be really cool. Yeah. Maybe a couple of years from now, though, when we have full body tracking that's built into the headset that is looking down at the player. You know how we have all these things now that can like basically green screen you without a green screen? Yes. So when we have that built into the VR headset and it's looking down and your husband is wearing the shirt that he's wearing and the pants that he's wearing and, and he's more of like a three dimensional object that that is like accurate maybe that would uh, alleviate that problem a little bit. Mm. Could be, yeah. That's going to come probably. Yeah, there's still so much that will improve in this technology. It's still so exciting to be in it and to see how it evolves. Mm. Very cool. Yeah, but running around, like really moving with your feet is pretty amazing, right? It's so amazing. And my favorite <laughs> thing, because you know that I'm, you know, I, I'm actually better at running in VR and I can run for 30, 40 minutes now and I don't get uh, any motion sickness. Mm -hmm. But it was the most comfortable experience ever. Yeah. You can bring the person who has never been in VR and that's obviously what they do. They constantly have people who are completely new to VR experience and they not once have they, well, yes, there have been still occasions where they would, maybe some people would feel a little bit uncomfortable, but it's so, so natural to be there and to walk there. You don't have to fight with your stomach. You just enjoy it. You just focus on, on shooting. And, and that's, that's one of the best things compared to just regular local VR in your home. It's great. How expensive is it? It's about 40, 
I believe it's $45 for thir between 30 to 45 minutes of play time. This is how okay. much the games are. Because that's like, they have a selection of maybe up to 10 games. And each game is designed in a way that you will go through the entire experience in about 30 to 45 minutes. Right. I was worried about it. I was wondering, well, you're, you're shooting. What's going to happen when the 30 minutes run out? Are we just, just like, <laughs> the game shuts down? And yeah, like, you have to leave or pay up. No. But no, it is a it is a thirty to forty five minute experience that has okay. a logical conclusion depending on how fast you kill everybody. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not bad. Okay, that's so so forty dollars for per person. About forty five forty five dollars, I think. Okay, yeah. not cheap. So that should be a pretty good business actually for for zero latency, right? If they get a lot of people into that. So, so no it's basically laser yeah. tag, right? I yeah, mean, this is kind of like laser tag miniature golf. I mean, I, I think long term we can see this in every city is going to have these centers that are going to transport you to a completely different. Like this is going to be mind blowing in like 10, 15 years. It's going to be so incredible for right. the people that are coming down the pipe later because like you have to travel to Disneyland or Universal Studios and there's one of them in California and there's one of them in Florida. And it's like a lot of people just don't get to experience that. But we're going to have, I think we're going to have location-based entertainment centers in every major city that you can go to and have some amazing experiences. And it's unfortunate that the void basically died because it was like the wrong place at the wrong, like just really bad timing for the void. Maybe they can get resurrected and get funded again somehow. I don't know. I mean, the whole thing went bankrupt. But uh, I do believe in this future, uh, mm -hmm. especially when we get way past this pandemic and, and it's like old news. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. I, even my brother told me that even in Ukraine, there are places like this are opening up now, which I didn't really think that VR is popular there yet. But he actually said that he went to a VR place and it was not a room scale but it was still like an arcade where you could where you could rent like a 30 minute or an hour experience in VR Rift or something. Just play some games to see what it's like. I think it's great. It just shows people what an amazing technology this is and pushes its development. Right. So in the States now, the COVID thing is, is, is gone. You can simply go to these places and everybody's happy or how is it going? Uh, <laughs> if you're in Texas, right? Well, yeah, <laughs> really? yeah. So I feel little privileged about that because indeed yeah if you are fully vaccinated you are not required to wear masks oh, okay. unless there Good. is yeah they already lifted the mandate actually unless there's a private company that just has their own like we went to an apple store the other day they required everyone to wear masks no matter okay. what okay but most places it's it's still on the honor uh, on the honesty <laughs> basis honor, honor system, system yeah honor system. yeah oh really okay they they don't really check if you're vaccinated, okay. but uh, it's just you should know what's better for you if you're vaccinated. <laughs> okay, you're fine. that is you're always not. dangerous <laughs> to trust the people. It is. I think it is. I wasn't sure it's a good idea. I was okay wearing masks everywhere, but if I don't have to, okay. I mean, I'm, I'm honest to myself. Um, yeah, so that's one thing, right? I. I made the video about it on my channel, but I also understand that the zero latency is in all over the world and. Not every country is as fortunate as the U.S. in terms of vaccinations. Yeah, right. So it, it did, you know, made me feel 
like okay i just hope that you will get to experience it soon now but they still sanitize everything they have oh, this yeah, they bet they should yeah. <laughs> obviously yeah, they right huge stand of all the equipment the guns and they all have like tags clean 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 so that of you course. know that they're all sanitized right they're right they keep it keeping up a good job with that okay yeah very interesting like uh, in germany now the beer gardens are open again and of course i directly went but <laughs> but if you go you have to show them um a test of exactly the day so everywhere in the city there are test centers where you can do the test for free and then you'll get a certificate which is good for 24 hours And then you can go to the beer garden. So as you can wow. believe, everyone goes to these test centers <laughs> to get those tests so we can go back to the beer gardens. Yep. Not trusting the people. Yeah, but we have so many we have so many of these test centers, so that's pretty Do you good. know here in in California, actually in Sacramento, the city that I'm in, yeah. there's a restaurant that got busted for making fake vaccination cards and what no they kidding. were making fake vaccination yeah. cards no. and selling them yeah what so even if you got a vaccination card might not be real bro wow that is crazy though <laughs> unbelievable yeah but it's getting better i can feel it the vaccination is going on and yeah it's good good mm. we need to get out of this shit yeah cool yeah. anything more to talk about yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's about it. it i think i took enough of the time it's 30 <laughs> minutes done okay <laughs> yeah and we thought we're going to make the shortest uh, episode ever <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah but probably no it goes well probably no <laughs> yeah anyway yeah, that's, that's how it's from my two weeks i think i've covered the most exciting uh, exciting moment okay who's next me or um anthony oh yeah let's hear from anthony perfect Already, yeah. So for me, uh, man, I really don't have a lot of stuff to talk about VR related. I, I'm, I've still been in this, this VR funk, I guess you could call it, where I'm just not as excited and like I used to cover. I mean, I used to like keep up with every little bit of news that would be announced about this, about that, and super excited about everything. And I've just kind of like. Um, I don't know, you know, I've kind of slipped a little bit. So I haven't been I haven't been uh, experiencing all that much VR related. One thing I did do, though, uh, is related to uh, VRGameRankings.com. And I put this in the I put a link in our Skype chat, by the way. Um, we updated our top 200 Oculus Rift rankings, which was uh, the last time it was updated was like really early January. So this is like a brand new update. And we completely redid the way that we rank the games. Like we were using all kinds of different uh, metrics and information like for our little algorithm thing to come up with the rankings. So it's a completely new ranking. So we did that. We're pretty proud of that. We feel like it's a pretty good ranking. And uh, let's see, what else have I done? Uh, I mean, that's pretty much it. I, I, I have been messing around with... Um, this little thing right here i got one of these little mod mics you know oh they are very like good a year ago very expensive but very good yeah. i bought this a year ago never really used it i was like yeah i'm gonna make all these quest <laughs> videos and i'm gonna have much better audio and i never never used it and then um i finally just tried this recently 
And it's unbelievable how clear and crisp this thing is. <laughs> yes, this is yes. as good as my freaking snowball. Absolutely. Right this is a good is one. Is this a mod mic? Is this the a mod mic? The mod mic. Mod mic. You can I magnetically. Just got it. Yeah, it's I good. I just got it. It's laying right there. I was going to test it probably next week. So I'm so glad that you liked it because I'm, now I'm very optimistic about it. Oh, wow. Yeah, the only thing I don't yeah. know is how long the battery. Like, long enough. Can you, Oh really? Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Oh, it seems those mod mic guys—they are doing a good job now sending it to all the YouTubers because also here in Germany, like every single <laughs> YouTuber I know, they got it now. So, yeah, yeah. So we're going to see yeah, lots so of content now about it soon. <laughs> I mean, they, they, you do what you gotta do. I mean, that's what they do. That's yeah, no, if, if, of course. If, if I was the PR guy for this company, I would of course send it to all the YouTubers who do VR content because it's perfect. But it has it has this kind of magnet stickers. You can put them on all the headset that have a bad microphone, and boom, it is really a good product. And we were even not um, sponsored by them. <laughs> yeah, and for the Oculus Quest though. <laughs> Um, they changed something with the Oculus Quest now where now you can use the built-in microphone of the right. Quest if you want right. to record your video. So what you want to do with the mod mic is you actually want to turn your microphone off on your Quest mm -hmm. so that you could have the good mod mic audio. And the beautiful thing about this too is like if you, on your computer, if you get that mod mic audio into like Audacity or something where you separate it from everything else, then you have the control when you're making your video, you could just make yourself quiet for a while, right. or you can make the game quiet and have your sound go up. So it gives you that extra flexibility, but it is more editing and all of that. Yeah, but that's exactly what Tatiana wanted, right? That you can like, um, yeah, like have have two two different kind of audio sources. Yeah, yeah. That's you, right. you said that last yeah. time exactly. Yeah. So you okay. can do that with Quest because I thought that Quest now records it all in one. So you'll need to connect the mic to the computer. You got to mute your mic. You got to mute the mic on the Quest to avoid that. I, I go through like OBS yes. on my computer mm -hmm. and I record on OBS. I'm recording my camera showing me, you know, moving around and stuff. And then it also has my mod mic audio. Mm -hmm. And then and then on the Quest, it's recording the game video and the game audio. And then I right. put I sync it up later and then you can, you know, manipulate it whatever yep. way you want. But for example, if you are playing a multiplayer and you want other people to hear what you're saying, you can't mute your uh, mic. You still have right. to be connecting. In that True. case, it's only one track. So the only, I think the way I did it with our Demir video, I had a mic. I used this one to talk mm -hmm. to you guys. Yeah. And then I had another mic right here recording what I'm saying. Um, but now I, I can't do it because now they included it. You can't, you can't cancel it anymore. So now there's no, there's no choice. Mm -hmm. Or multiplayer. That's okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Good. Anything? Oh, more? one other thing. Yeah. One other thing. I'll mention if I just have a quick moment yeah, here. Yeah. You have so is, much time. Yeah. <laughs> All the time you want. One of the things that I I have done in VR recently is like actually working with VR companies. I do a little bit of uh, consultation on the side. Yeah, and I just I like to it. throw that out there if anybody's interested. Because I'm working with this one company. They have a PC VR game. It's coming to Quest. And I was just trying their Quest version. And I actually, that, that's the, um, the first time that I've used this mod mic. I did like a let's, a private let's play that was specifically for them, for their game, to tell them, 
oh, I think you need to make this better. I think you need to change this song. You need to, you know, like, this needs to work a little bit better here or there or whatever. So I, like, recorded this, like, let's play video that was, like, a consultation mm -hmm. thing. And so I'm doing that on the side. So if there's any other developers that are interested out there, Sebastian, you might do this as well. Tetiana, I, do this I don't know as well, if you yeah. do this, but it's, it's a possibility. But, like, info at vrgamerankings.com. <laughs> is my uh, email there. I like and it, man. I like the dot com. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, very cool. Info at GameRankings.com. That's it? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just radio announcer voice. Like, if you never yeah. listen to the radio in America, you'd have no idea what the hell I'm doing. Yeah, no, I know all what you're doing. All this goodness is Coming up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's it for you, um, Anthony. Yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, and oh. I, I saw the PlayStation VR videos that we're going to be talking about later. So yeah, of course. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, for all the people who are listening, I also do consulting actually for companies who want to know how to use VR to optimize their processes. I'm the right person to talk to. Right? You can send me an email at. <laughs> you can find you can find my email down in the description of this um, video, but it's mixedrealitytv at gmail.com if you want to get in touch with me. <laughs> and yeah, I also, I do consult also hardware companies and uh, wow. Yeah, unfortunately, I can't talk about any of these because obviously I am under NDA, but I've seen some incredible stuff that I can talk about and I can tell you the future of VR headsets is Golden. I've seen some headsets that you will love, but I cannot talk anything more about it. I know it's cruel, but yep, it's. I'm just glad to hear I'm that excited. it's not dying. No, I no. Don't even need any no, no. It's good enough for me. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. So wow, I saw that and thought like, okay, yes, that's exactly what I want. And yep. Anyways, that's everything I can I can say about that. So. Other than that, other than consulting companies, um, I was obviously super, super busy here with the Vive Pro 2 because whenever there's new hardware coming out on the market, it is crazy um, crunch time here at the MRTV headquarter. So I have soft launched my website, mrtv.co. You saw the, the, the Pro 2 review there first. And for all of you who have not checked out the website, go to mrtv.co. You can find all my hardware reviews there about all the headsets, about all the accessories. And I'm really happy about this website because, well, you have everything in one place. All my knowledge about hardware, about VR hardware is there. And if you have a new Quest 2, you can find all the accessories that I like. If, you, if you're going to get the Vive Pro 2, you will see my mod mics. No, not my my Franken <laughs> my Franken mic mods. Let's say it like this, and uh, yeah, the FOV mod. Everything's there. MRTV.co, and I got a really great feedback from from the community. They seem to really love it, and I'm really happy about this. This I was working on that like crazy. So then, um, yeah, I was working on my video review of the Vive Pro 2. And it's out now in German and in English language. And yeah, I tried something new. It was more like a, like an edited video, more lots of different kind of cuts, not so much um, talking head. Normally before my videos, it's just like this guy 
talking into the camera and sometimes showing off the headset. And it seems like YouTube loves more edited videos with lots of cuts and lo lots of different things. Tuck, tuck, tuck. Yeah, so I was doing this thing, yeah, for once, and boom, I think I have like like 23,000 views in two days. Like for MRTV, that's pretty cool. And now I know how it works, baby. <laughs> <laughs> do you edit them yourself? Yeah, I do. I do. I do edit them myself. I do. Yeah. So cool. Yeah, really. I, I was so wondering. So, so wow, how is it possible that um, like to get these kind of numbers, this kind of uh, huge numbers, right? Especially for that niche. Okay, now I know. People simply want to have these fast cuts and always new things. It seems like they don't want to see this hat for 10 minutes talking to the camera. They want to see different kind of things. So, so I, I did that now. And oh, yeah. <laughs> no, really. You should use your wife as the hand model for like yes. headsets and controllers. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I, I, would, I would easily get several hundred thousands. <laughs> but also your, vid your videos are structured. If yeah. Right. People can click through the stuff they want to see. Like if they, they don't, if they don't care about controllers because there's nothing to care about. Right, right. <laughs> they can go somewhere else. So that's that helps. Like it's a no BS video. Yeah, right. Exactly. So yeah, I, I do have these timestamps, and I tried something new with the, with the editing and with the cuts, and yeah, it works. Wow, it's more it's it's more work, obviously, right? But it works better. So for all the people out there who want to start a YouTube channel, <laughs> do that. <laughs> it will take more time, but it works. So yeah, I think this video, it will go probably to 100,000, which is really cool. So yeah, you will see more of these extremely edited videos on MRTV soon. So that was what I was working on a lot, the, the German and the English version of that video. Please watch it if you haven't seen my Pro 2 video. I like it. It's, a, it's still quite long for the YouTube algorithm. It's 25 minutes, but there's really so much information. Basically, everything that you want to know about the Pro 2 is there. And yeah, you can find it on my channel or you can also simply go to mrtv.co and read about it. So I was very busy doing that. And yeah, I do edit my videos myself still, but I do understand that other YouTubers like um, outsource this because it is quite a lot of work. Yeah, other than that, um, then I was playing quite a bit with, with the device. I tried some new games with the, with the device, Into the Radios. It's, it's a very cool game. Like uh, basically, I tried some games that I got from Viveport Infinity because there's so many games which are, yeah, which you can try and you don't have to buy them because it's in the subscription. So, yeah, wow, it's, it's cool. It's, it's simply cool, and I can recommend this to you. Into the Radius is a very interesting game, adventure game, but you have to spend quite a lot of time to get into it. Anyways, also, then I tried the, the wireless module for the Pro 2, and that is kind of what sets the Pro 2 apart against its direct competition. In my opinion, the direct competition is the Valve Index, which is still an amazing headset, but it doesn't have the wireless adapter. This has, and yeah, it even makes you look like a little samurai if you put this on. 
Unfortunately, this is very pricey. This cost $350 in the US, the price of a whole Quest 2. <laughs> so it is pricey. And in Europe, it's even more expensive, 400 euros. But um, yeah, it, it will give you a very nice Wilex experience. So I was trying all these games which are prone to latency. If you have latency, you can play them, like Beat Saber, 11 Table Tennis, Pistol Whip, Ragnarok, all these games. I streamed that yesterday. And yeah, I was pretty, pretty excited about how well that worked. I was very surprised. And we're going to talk about this a bit later in the show when we talk about the Vive Pro 2 and uh, what you guys think about it. And um, yeah, then I'm going to talk more about that about that good um, yeah, adapter, the wireless adapter. But that was basically what I was doing. It was very much about the Vive Pro 2 again, Whenever some new hardware comes out in VR, it is like super crunch time here because the, the people who subscribe to this channel, they want to know, is it worth it to upgrade? I mean, it's 800 bucks, right? So it's, it's like a really, it's like something very substantial. So it's a substantial amount of money that you might uh, spend and then people want to know, is it worth it or not? So that was what I was working on. Yeah, that was my week and we're going to talk a bit more about the Vive Pro in a moment. Yeah, okay, cool. Then we are through with our weeks. And now we can start to talk about the content, about, our, about, about the topics. So I want to ask you, what do you prefer? Do we, should we first start with the Pro 2 or should we first start with, with all the games? How do you feel? I got a great idea. Why don't we do half of the games, then do the Pro okay. 2, and then do another uh, half I love it. Okay, let's do it then. Let's do it. Then let's talk about all the different kind of games. But before we do that, there's one other sh little topic that I saw here that's also probably worth to mention. The Quest is getting a third-person spectator view for casting. I think it's pretty amazing how Oculus or how Facebook is improving the software. There's always new stuff coming up, and it's, it's really hard to follow how fast they are improving their, their software. And th this is one more thing. So... Of course, you can cast right now to a, to a Chromecast or to a Chrome tab, and that works fine. However, you only cast your first-person view. And not always is this the best view for spectators to watch what's happening. So therefore, now there's going to be a third-person spectator view. Um, when you're developing this as a developer, you, you're going to have uh, the function that you simply put a spectator camera wherever it's best for the people to spectate. And then later, once that it has been um, implemented, you can choose which kind of camera do you want to cast, to Chromecast or the tab. And then other people can simply watch that view. Pretty cool, right? What do you think about this? Mm -hmm. It's really it? cool, except for the fact that rendering this extra third-person view will have an impact on the individual game. So okay, like yeah. if the game is unbelievably highly optimized, like cubism or something, it's going to work incredibly well. If it's a if it's a game that's really pushing the boundaries of what the you know, the XR2 and all of that, then this feature, you know, I don't know, it might make your game a little bit framey. Right, could be but, but probably if it would become framey, they they would just get the camera out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, but agreed. 
because there's yeah more stuff that needs to be rendered. But other than that, it's a pretty cool idea. And I, I really love that they just keep on improving the software. They, they come up with things that I, I even haven't thought about that. Mm -hmm. Right? So yeah, well. It's pretty cool. But Yeah. Yep. May I add something to yeah, that of course. too? Yes. Um, I didn't think about frames at first, but all I was thinking about the problem that they were solving. Because when you are playing, you don't realize how much your head is shaking. Oh, until that's someone tells a great you, point. Oh, oh, no, I can't read anything. Me and my husband were playing the room. And in every like little room, there is this uh, letter that you need to read. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, la, 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 I'm reading it. <laughs> like, no, 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 I don't see anything. It's shaking like crazy. And then I You're noticed right. that when I was recording footage for a gameplay for my channel, it's also shaking and it's so easy to forget that the flat screen shows it so much differently than you perceive it. And uh, that made me think that would be very interesting to include the recording of this third person. Exactly. View. If you show the gameplay, because like you said, sometimes not all games are the best to show like this, even though it's the best way to play it. Sometimes it's better to actually show the whole world or somehow, I don't really know how they would do the cameras. Maybe they would make them with the ability to move around or for the user like to- Like put the camera the over thing. your shoulder so for it's example. like always following you. You know, it's that, like hanging yeah, over right. there and it's like filming what you got going on here. That would be one way to do it, but that would be interesting to add this as a way to record it from a different perspective because the article that uh, you attach to it says that the users will be able to switch between the cameras. Mm -hmm. So it mm -hmm. will be, you know, you, you can see which one works better because uh, I think the, one of the games on PSVR, Astrobot, when you're playing from your view on the controllers, you only can see it from the third person. You can't see it from the first person when you're, when you're casting. Yeah, so it's interesting. There's a lot of a lot of room for development and ways to play with it to see what can be done. Yeah, I would like to see it. I yeah, really Taz, love the idea. Yeah. Uh, Tasmania in chat says, I hope that the company makes VR trailer for games. Anthony says this often. Yeah, I was actually about to bring this up very specifically uh. because I really want to see a future. Like imagine if every VR trailer, like we're going to be talking about all these trailers for all these games that just came out, right? But imagine if you could be like, oh, yeah, I could watch that trailer on YouTube or I can freaking throw on my Oculus Quest 2 and I can watch that Yuki trailer where they've got a special trailer that actually gives you a camera into the trailer so you're viewing it from a real VR vantage point, but it won't be all motion sickness because you're mm -hmm. like third person style, right? Mm -hmm. And I would love to see something like this, but it's gonna have to be baked in and the trailers are going to have to be designed very specifically for this. So it's gonna have to be like a big thing. It's gonna have to really catch on. But I think in the longer term future of VR, like if we ever get to the point where VR is actually more used than flat gaming, then this will become a thing, no question about it. But until then, I don't know if there's gonna be a super incentive for it, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm. Yeah, really cool. I, I love the idea that you can probably stream something without the shaking, just like you guys said. And uh, probably this will come, and I think that's great. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. That was a, short, a little short topic, and now, Let's start to talk about all the games that have been shown by Sony. So, one game is Fracked. 
and uh, Fract is a PSVR exclusive game. It is something like um, uh, an adventure game. Let me sh let, let's simply look at um, the, the trailer. Let me turn off the the sound or like not make it not so loud like this. And yeah, I, so I am really excited about this game. I like the style. It looks like a like a cell shaded kind of style. Something that we know from Borderlands looks beautiful in my opinion. I'm looking forward to find out about your opinions. It seems like there is lots of action going on, right? Lots of um, shooting, but also you have to um, hide between, uh, hide behind some some stuff and get cover. It seems like there are scenes, um, yeah, where lots of movement is involved, like uh, skiing or, or yeah, like all these kind of different kind of movements, or like like mm. now what you see here right now. Like there's some cable and the the player is like trailing down that cable, yeah. So for for me, I must say, I am really hyped about this PlayStation exclusive called Fract. So mm. what are your thoughts about Fract? Yeah, it looks super dynamic. Yeah, indeed. like there's I watched the trailer, just motion, motion, skiing, climbing, ziplining, running, yeah. running, all kinds of things. It's, Super fast. I also think that it's very nice design. Like the graphics looks different. I'm, what, what is it about it? It's just something about it's the it. It's the cell shading. You know, it's the cell shading, kind of like Borderlands and Crackdown a little bit. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It it looks different. Very like. And very colorful. Mm. It looks like a very colorful world. It doesn't look so I'm, dark. It looks more like yeah, kind of. Inviting, I would even call it. <laughs> yeah, even though even though you're shooting stuff and stuff, but it's yeah, I like it. It's intriguing, and I agree that shooters tend to be a little dark and gritty. Yeah, like they're dark and gray. On oh, let's let's shoot with the with the black guns and the black uh, you know colored kind of mm -hmm. uh, shades and everything is quite. Right, I don't know, depressing almost. This one does make me feel like, oh, maybe, maybe this is so so dynamic, so fast, so so quick. I'm getting a little bit into first-person shooters, so I might try okay. this out actually. Oh, I, I will definitely play this. This looks so cool with all the climbing and shooting, and for the art style, it does remind me a bit of this Apex Construct for the colors. Do you remember that? Uh, it, it is from Fast Travel Games, a couple of years ago. And there was a shooter with, with bow and arrow, and also for the colors, it was also this kind of beautiful style. Yeah, wow, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to this. And um, Anthony, what are your thoughts about Fract? Yeah, I, I think it definitely looks cool. When, when I'm watching this trailer, like the snow, like, like so you see the snow and you're like at some kind of installation that you're like basically infiltrating. Um, and the thing I immediately thought of Borderlands, Borderlands 2 VR, right. because like um, one of the stages that I was on pretty early in Borderlands 2 VR, you're in the snow and you're basically kind of breaking into, um, you know, you're infiltrating these like compounds, basically it almost exactly the same. And so when I'm looking at this, I'm like, man, I should fire up Borderlands 2 <laughs> VR again and go back to it and play it a little bit. But yeah, no, I'm a guy that I'm always about technicolor. Like I like incredibly visual, like, bam, I, lo I love a lot of color. Now, some people 
this actually turns certain people on and it turns other people off. Okay. There are certain people that want extreme realism. And Tetiana was talking about like the earth tones, like the oh. browns and the grays and the greens and, you know, 50 different, 57 different shades of brown. And, and <laughs> it's just, you know, these earthy kind of things, but they're going for the realism. And if mm -hmm. you really want the realism, then yeah, you kind of have to go down that road, right? But when you go with this incredibly vibrant, colorful style with cell shading, the other thing is the performance factor. You know, this is going to have to run on an OG PlayStation 4. Um, I'm sure it's going to look a little bit better on PlayStation 4 Pro. But when you go with this cell-shaded style, these VR games tend to flow a lot better and, and feel a lot better. So if you're okay with this kind of uh, art style, you're probably going to really enjoy it. And also, when I was watching the whole trailer, I was like, this could definitely come to Quest. But then at the very end, it's like exclusive on PlayStation VR. So I don't know if there's a timed exclusivity or because because it seems like if you make a cell shaded game, it's like, hell yeah, that could run it, on it Quest. It absolutely sure. has to go, has to go to Quest, I believe. But yeah, who knows? Perhaps Sony paid for it and it is a PlayStation exclusive. So far, it does really look like a PlayStation VR exclusive game. Interesting, right? That um, yeah. so far at the end of this life cycle of the PSVR, it still gets ex exclusive games. Cool. I'm looking forward to it. I have the PlayStation VR, even two of them. And did you yeah. guys? <laughs> did you guys play um, Phantom Covert Ops? Because In Dreams did that one ah, as well. Okay, and right. So, yeah. You know, I, right. But I don't know if they have like multiple developer teams because like when I think of In Dreams, I think of more of a publisher. And they might have like multiple development teams. If they have a singular team, then it's like, oh, this is from the team that made Phantom Covert Ops, which that game worked pretty well. Yeah, exactly. So they've shown they can make games. For Phantom Covert Ops, you were only in that canoe, or how do you call that thing? <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, the kayak. Kay the, kayak. the kayak thing, exactly. And you couldn't get out. Yeah, but this this one, it seems like you're skiing, you're climbing, you all you're going, you're doing all, all all kind of things. So kind of you kind of you're freed out of that kayak <laughs> and now you can do all the other things that you wanted to do probably in Phantom Covert Ops. So yeah, for this game I'm so much looking forward to it and I I'm really positive about it. And I want to ask uh, the people who are watching this live right now, are you excited or interested in Fract for PSVR? Please say yes. And if no, then say no. If you don't have a PSVR, then say nothing. <laughs> so me, me, yeah. Meanwhile, I'm just going to watch Anthony's cat. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's somewhere around there. Oh, yeah, she's there. Nice, nice. Yeah, that is Fract. And um, coming in summer of this year. All right. Let's see what's next here. Let's see what's next. So, now we're going to talk about... Oh, Shoujo, yes. Lars, no. <laughs> Not so many people seem to have the PSVR anymore. What? <laughs> Let's oh. see. Oh, yeah. All right, we have, we have some yes. Absolutely excited. Okay, yes. Okay. Good. Seems like majority of people who are answering right now are excited about it. Yes. Good. So the next PSVR game 
that was unveiled at that um, Sony online event is the following. Let's have a look at it now. It's called Arashi, Castles of Sin. <laughs> Very interesting name. And also, let me run the trailer here. Let me also put down the volume a bit. So, this is a ninja game. You are a ninja. And, yeah, you are in a ninja world and doing ninja things. <laughs> That's how and you got a dog. <laughs> and, a you, nice and you got a dog. And you, you, you got a sword. And, yeah, it kind of reminds me of a Shinobi game. I was playing Shinobi, I think it was in Super Nintendo times or Mega Drive times, where you also like a samurai, but now from the first person view. Oh, look at this. You even have this shuriken. You have this shuriken that you're throwing. You do all kinds of cool stuff and you do have that dog with you, so you're not alone. Yeah, I'm excited about this one. Wow, this, this looks cool. This looks I'm really cool. Dark, it, yeah. Even even though there are no bright colors, right? <laughs> I'm still yeah. excited about it. This goes for more of a realism. Yeah. And what makes me excited about it is because this is the the genre, right? Stealth combat. Not run about, shoot everyone <laughs> and hide and shoot and hide and shoot. I'm not good at that. Honestly, if I shoot, I shoot. I'm not hiding. I'm just coming oh. straight at you. This one, the whole game looks like it's going to be based on on walking unhurt, kind of like Hitman, right? Mm -hmm. Wasn't that the same kind of thing? You're, you can kill them in any way that you want. Right. There are many ways to do it. I mean, I read somewhere in the article that it's more also like a sandbox style stealth combat where you choose how you're going to assassin them. I like that. Yeah. I like this kind of freedom where you actually need to plan it out. You take your time. You, you make the best of your moves. This this excites me. I, I really, I'm really looking forward to this one. And there are, there are swords. Mm -hmm. I like swords more than guns, just so you know. Okay, so this, wow. This okay, check me. this out. This is the team, Endeavor One. I knew I heard of this team before, right? Endeavor One is the developer. Do you guys remember Halo Recruit on Windows Mixed Reality? Remember yeah. that Halo Recruit thing? Right. They made that. Okay. They, these are those guys. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was never really like a big deal, but I'm just, no. I was like, because I'm like, who is this developer? I've never heard of them before, but have they done anything else? But yeah, they've done some virtual reality stuff. So we'll see how this works. Yeah. I, I, I want it. I want this game. I want it too. It's so interesting that all these interesting games are coming out at the end of the PSVR life cycle, right? It's cool that they that they do this. So Arashi, um, what's the whole title again? Orashi Castles of Castles of Sin first person ninja combat also coming to PSVR this summer and yeah just like Tatiana I'm very excited about it because who doesn't want to be a ninja and I agree I, I really also love swords especially in VR it works so well right the yeah. slashing stuff yeah. it's it's great so this did is, either of you guys play yep. uh, Ninja Legends at all? Actually, the I Ninja didn't. Legends I didn't. Did you try? Yeah, I never tried it. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Arashi Castles of Sin. That was a really interesting surprise that we didn't see coming. Seems to become and a very interesting summer for us. 
Oh yeah, so is it coming on in summer too? Yeah, yes, it's a summer it's, train. Exactly. All right. Coming in coming in summer as well. Nice. All right. The next game that we're going to talk about is the following. It's called Yuki. And um, Yuki comes from Brazil, from the Pixel Ripped studio. And I really enjoy the Pixel Ripped titles. Yeah, bringing you back to these old Super Nintendo times. And uh, yeah, like combining that kind of gameplay where you also play these um, Super Nintendo games or Game Boy games. It was very cool. But now Yuki is something else entirely. It is like a shooting game. And let's have a look at the trailer here. Yuki gameplay trailer. Let me do full screen also, take some sound off, and here we go. So it's a, yeah, it's a shooter. It's a shooter that kind of reminds me of shooters like um, Gradius, R-Type, Parodius, but in, but in uh, 3D. You know these old mm -hmm. side scrollers where you have yeah, some kind of like little a shooter? Sega yeah. Saturn, like a Sega yeah. Saturn shooter. Almost. Exactly, yeah. something like this. But now, um, yeah, in VR, and you see your ship is not a ship, but it's a person who's it's, who's flying, and who has to shoot up all these interesting enemies, like a VR shoot 'em up. <laughs> Looks very interesting, right? What do, what do you think about this? Well, I've heard it described as, okay, so you know in The Lab by Valve, they had that one game, Zortex 26 Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, they kind of described it like that in one of these articles I was reading about it. And I was, I remember when uh, Zortex 26XX, when that first arrived and I was first playing it, and you know, you have your ship right here and you're like, whoa, you know, and you got all these little projectiles that are flying everywhere. And I used to think, Oh my God, they're going to make a million clones that are just like 26XX. And it didn't really happen. There haven't been that many games that have done that. But this does look like it kind of uh, has that kind of style to it. Incredibly colorful. Once again, you know, I'm a huge fan of color. You know, one interesting thing about this game, Yuki, though, is okay, there's an arcade platform called Springboard VR, which, you know, they, they do these like arcade games and stuff. And there is this Yuki game is on Springboard VR and it's been there forever, but it's not it's not that like, one. It's like an early version of this. So okay. it's almost like Arvory was like or Arvor, I'm I'm guessing it's Arvory. They decided, okay, we're gonna take this game that was available for VR arcades, but we're gonna flesh it out, make it much more highly polished. And that's kind of what they're doing with this. So it, it does kind of look like that. And then the other game that it reminds me of, have you guys ever played Shooty Skies Overdrive, which is on the Quest and it's on PC VR? Oh my God, you guys haven't seen this game. Okay, so it's called Shooty Skies Overdrive. Incredibly colorful. It's one of the most colorful. I mean, you want to talk about Technicolor. You want to talk about like Candyland in real life, like just so much saccharin just coming at you i mean just sugar sugar filled right and it's just unbelievably colorful millions of little particles flying everywhere i have this on quest it's like 10 bucks it's called shooty skies overdrive and it is incredibly fun it is very simple it's super simple but it's very fun 
And this looks to be very similar to that, but maybe a little bit more hardcore. And in in Shooty Skies Overdrive, you're kind of just in one spot. You're not like moving through mm-hmm. a world. Mm-hmm. And this one, you're moving through a world. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think that this game may be much better in VR when you play it than it is in the trailer. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because... Uh, I don't know, just like we were saying how similar it is to those older games where it's just a slider. That's how I feel about it. I feel okay. like that would be a great game on my phone. <laughs> I don't know if I would want to, oh, okay, now I have two hours to play VR. Hmm, what should I play? Oh, let me play this game where I would be just shooting all this But particles. what if you got two minutes to play VR <laughs> instead of two hours? You know? With VR, what I've noticed the most different thing compared to like even you know any kind of flat screen gaming is i have to schedule it i can't just oh i have some extra time it's absorbing me in it for hours Mm -hmm. i can't just do it for a little bit so yeah it it reminds me the experience i've had with puzzle bubble when i played it it was so fun i loved it and it's that tiny simple game where you're just shooting bubbles and you're making uh combos with three or more of the same color it doesn't look as impressive as it just feels fun to play it in VR. So this might be it. I would have to try it. I'm not sold on it just because I don't really see the point. Okay. I you know what's I, weird I, though? I love, like I like story driven games. I hmm. love when there's a story. Yeah, but I mean there's like you're kind of opposite of me in a way from that standpoint because like I love 35 minute bursts of VR. Like the I like I don't like putting on a headset and be like, oh, I'm gonna be in here for three hours. No, I like <laughs> like I'm gonna put on this headset, I'm gonna get a nice 35 minute burst, yeah. and then I'm good, okay, after that. And that's why I like shooty skies over and some of these more simplistic games, you just hop into them, you get a quick burst of fun. And if you still want to play more VR, well, there's more quick hop in bursts burst of fun type games now there are the deeper games that have the story where it's like there's a lot of games where if you're not going to play for two and a half hours you're not going to get anywhere in the game you've got to spend two and a half hours right mm-hmm. and um but i don't know i kind of like these quick burst games yeah that me too it, it fills the niche i guess yeah yeah I, I can see that also like for me this looks way more interesting than puzzle bobble you know, I, mm. I even didn't try Puzzle Bobble. Even I could have tried it, but it just feels I don't know. It's too simp- too simplistic even. But mm. but this one, I do believe, if they if they have some interesting enemies, if they bring in some humor, like um, even for these simple um, shooters, which were like um, scrolling from side to side, like like radios or art type. Like there were some games, one of the, the games called Parodius, which was like so funny. They came up with so many funny ideas with these simple shooters that it was just a blast to play them. So if this one is not just like beautiful, it, it looks beautiful. I think it looks very colorful and nice. If they come up with some fun, funny ideas, I think this could be a game that I really enjoy. Yep. So let's see. Let's see how it goes. I will definitely. Look, I'm looking forward to it. So yeah. also Yuki going to come out in summer. Yeah, we're getting some games here in summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the PlayStation VR version though, I think is coming a little bit later this year. But the uh, the PC VR and Quest version are coming in the summer yeah. for Yuki. I think. Great. 
Very good. So now we've talked about um, three games. Yeah, why don't we do now our hardware talk before we go to the next game? So, yeah, I want to know your opinion so far about the Vive Pro 2. I guess you haven't tried it yourself, but probably you've seen uh, my review, you've seen other reviews, you've heard about the device before. So what are your thoughts? And, and yeah, why don't we start with Tatiana? What are your thoughts about the Vive Pro 2? Well, like you said, it's it's difficult to express the thing on something you haven't tried, especially right. because I understand what a huge upgrade that would be for me from Quest. But it's hard to visualize it before trying it. That's And I think right. that's actually one of the problems, right? If HTC is trying to solve, to sell something that, they are claiming it is so much better. Look at the FOV, look at the uh, resolution, 2.5K per eye, 120 refresh rate, everything is amazing. And trust us, it's amazing. Just mm -hmm. pay $1,400 <laughs> or $1,300. So it's that would be a huge leap for some Quest owners, yeah. for example. Nobody's going to make it. <laughs> I don't yeah, think. And, and that's why, that's just what made me think that it would be a perfect purchase for someone who is upgrading from the previous version, right? right? I think that's what they're looking at, actually, right? Mm, and maybe that's who they were targeting, maybe. They are. If they already have the controllers, they already have the base station. Exactly. How much are you paying? $800? $800. Yes. $800. And then their bundle is actually $1,400. And I checked out, you can actually buy all those things separately for about $100 less than that. Really? Oh my yes, gosh. That doesn't make can. sense at all. And you would think that they want to sell you a bundle and say, look, you get a little itsy bitsy discount from buying yeah. all the things separately if you buy the strange, bundle. Strange. But it's actually a little bit pricier. Yeah, I, and nobody buy, wants those old controllers anyways, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you can buy the, the other ones, the the Valve Index ones. Of course. They would be cheaper a little. I think I calculated it's in my video. It's about $100 cheaper. $100 is really not that much when you were talking about almost $1,500. But, but it's just a matter of principle. Why mm -hmm. would you do that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's why I think I'm a little bit biased in you know the wrong direction because I'm not an HC owner. And I would not invest right now. Just because of too big of a leap, I understand it's going to be a fantastic quality, but I also understand that if I buy Reverb G2 Evolve Index, it would still be a huge upgrade for me right now, but for much cheaper. Right, That's that makes why, sense. Yeah, so personally, I wouldn't go for an upgrade, but if you already have HTC, go for it. You will yeah. appreciate the difference more than I would. Yeah, pro if you already have like the base stations and some controllers, Oops, then we lost it makes oh, oh, I for think a we lost second here. Really? No, I'm, I'm still here. So. A very dramatic now it pause. is our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> no, actually, I'm, I'm going to take over this <laughs> podcast. Welcome to the dark side of next <laughs> podcast. <laughs> actually, I'm Let's still talk here. About how VR is going to die. Everybody. Can you? Can, you cannot hear <laughs> or me. Aliens. Yeah. You, can you okay, see me? Um, well, I guess as we're waiting for Sebastian to get back here, why I'm don't I here. just go ahead and give my little uh, viewpoint on this thing. So the I'm thing is, um, I look at this Vive Pro 2, like to me, this is a, what I would, I would call this a stopgap option, which is like, it's like somebody that's waiting for like a really 
good product that okay now I'm lost now I lost them strange now now I lost them okay damn let's see if we can get them back yeah that is that is a live show that is a live show I have no idea I have my full um I do have the full my full internet connection here. Let's see, probably I'm going to go back to the call and see what's going on here. Sets. Um okay. okay. Now oh. yeah, now now I'm back. Okay, great. Hey. Yep. Yeah, so the last thing was that the uh, that the people heard here was that you wanted to start to talk about the device, um, Anthony. Yeah, yeah. So what I was going to say is um, basically my, my feeling on the Vipro 2, which I'm not deep into the weeds on this thing, and I, I deliberately did not get deep in the weeds on this thing because it doesn't appeal to me. And I, I happen mm -hmm. to be in the market, like I'm literally in the market for a high-end VR headset. Mm -hmm. But this doesn't do it for me because when I look at this, I'm like, this is a stopgap option. This is an option for your rich friend that buys a 3090 the day it comes out, <laughs> your rich friend that already has a G2, you're, you know, and, and so he just wants to check this out because he's addicted to having the most high-level experiences possible. And if he could get three extra frames from that 3090, he's going to do it. And if he can eliminate his screen door just a tiny little bit more with his Vipro 2, he's going to do that as well. But I consider this a stopgap option. It's not a real next generation headset. And I'm on Road to VR right now, just happened to look at the uh, review that they got. And I'm looking at the controllers that go with it. And that, that just tells you right there, this is not like a prime time. This is not a Valve Index killer. This is not a G2 killer. This is a stopgap option while we wait for a legit competitor mm -hmm. to enter the scene and deliver a lot of this technology, but also deliver controllers and deliver the entire package, what this doesn't do. Then the other thing is if you want to go down the negative route, like if you want to start nitpicking things, especially if you go to this Road to VR article where I think Ben Lang is extremely picky with his hardware. And he's very, like, he's not easy to please, and I kind of like that. Um, but here's one thing that he mentioned about this headset that makes me want to run for the hills like none other. Okay, so he says, combined with the usual God rays plus additional outer glare from the new dual element lenses, and I'm gone, okay? Yeah. And for that reason, I'm out. Because, see, when I you got like the next... Yeah, glare is a problem in the first goddamn place. So if that outer glare, so this dual element lenses, is that's what's causing this outer glare? Then I got a problem with dual element lenses. This is not for me. I don't want the glare. You got tight spot. You got your sweet spot is relatively tight. He even says that the clarity that he thought, okay, this would be the new clubhouse leader when it comes to clarity. But he says the clarity of the Reverb G2 is still better. Yes, and, agreed. Um, um, you know. Yeah, you did not so read anyway. the MRTV um, review. It seems. 
No, because I'm out of VR. <laughs> I don't watch dot anything. CL. I don't read anything. I don't watch anything. <laughs> okay. I'm like living in a, I'm under a rock. I just got I understand. You know, you I understand. a rock and here I am. <laughs> okay, I'll got it. what it's like under this rock. Right, right. Yeah, so so there is definitely glare. So you didn't like the glare for the Valve Index, and I be believe then this is not for you as well. The glare actually is a bit less, though, than for the Valve Index. For the Valve Index, it's like this crazy fog of war, I call it. But here it is a bit less pronounced. But still, there is glare, and yeah, I totally agree with Ben Lang for that. Like also the clarity, it is good. It is really good. It plays in the G2 league, but it not quite reaches it. So if you come from the G2, you will not be surprised by how good it looks. But if you come from the other devices, then yes, <laughs> then you will be surprised how good it looks. So it, it absolutely depends on where you're coming from. So do you still do you still own the base stations, um, Anthony, or did you like sell them? No, I sold I, I sold the the Valve Index. I had the full Valve Index package that I bought, and so I sold the entire thing. So I don't have any base stations right now. Okay. I still have my little clips up there, where if I added a base station, I could get it up there in five minutes, and it'd be perfectly stable and all that type of stuff. But like I was saying, that you know. I mean, this thing to me, like I'm in the market for a brand new headset. I really want a high-end headset. I want like a Valve Index 2 or something that like takes the game to a new level, but not those controllers because I really kind of hate those controllers. Okay. Uh, I'm, okay. All, I'm hard to please, man. But like I, the way I look at this headset, it's for the hardcore enthusiast that already has every other headset in right. existence and also has a 3090. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Actually, for this part, you don't need a 3090. That's that's really a good part of this headset because it doesn't really need so much performance to still look better. I, I played it here on my 1080 Ti, and it looked better than other headsets because it has this high fill factor. You don't see any screen door effect anymore. You have the wider FOV. However, you do have this kind of new FOV ratio. It's not like four by three ish. It's more like yeah, that like okay. like like wide. <laughs> it's more like yeah. wide. Yeah. yeah. That, to, that's a, that's a bit of an issue, too, because like with the Valve, I remember when I first got my Valve Index and I played Autica on it, I was like, oh, my God, mm -hmm. this is heaven. I'm in heaven because yeah, it has that this. extra totally vertical agreed. FOV. Yeah, right. And there's certain games that like really use that and like make mm -hmm. it look incredible. And so you play Autica on this. You're like, oh, man, what happened to Autica? Right. Mm. Yeah, yeah, right. So. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. I would say it's a good solid headset, but it's not that must have where you say like, oh damn, I need to get it. You know, it's um, I like to compare it with cars. <laughs> so this is this is really not that um, flashy um, Tesla Cybertruck where where you look at it and think like, what? This everything is new. I want it. This is more like the, that solid Ford F hundred fifty. Well, you know, this gets the job done, but it's probably not going to excite you all too much. But it is a solid headset. And Sebastian, yep. even yep. if you have uh, HTC Vive Pro, the previous version, you wouldn't say that it's a must upgrade. Oh yeah, for for for, for the people for the people on the Vive and Vive Pro, I would say it's a good update. It's a okay. it's a really good update because you already have the base stations. You're going to have um, yeah good comfort. You can. You, you have like better visuals, you have a wider FOV, and what I think is pretty cool, you do have these options now. If you want, you can put the facial tracker, 
right? If you're into social VR games, that is cool that you have your 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 facial expressions in VR in 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 the social VR applications. I do think it's cool that you have the wireless option. That's people who have the Valve Index don't have that. And boy, it does make a difference. It is really cool. So I got that yesterday. This is a loaner. This is a loaner. I have to send it back to HEC next week. But it's great. I really enjoyed playing it wirelessly. So yesterday I did that live stream where I simply played all these games, Beat Saber and Pistol Whip and all these games. And in direct A-B comparison with the Quest 2 streaming wireless Steam VR games using virtual desktop and AirLink, this is superior. Because you don't have any artifacts. There was no artifacting whatsoever. You don't have color banding. It just looks the same as if you're, wi if you're wired. Okay, for the, for you, you, you cannot choose the high um, resolution settings. It's uh, the balanced setting, which is like half resolution. But it's, it doesn't matter so much in the games that I played. So I wouldn't want to play the simulation games where you want to see far into the distance. But for these games that I played, it looked great. There's no screen door effect because of the high fill factor of the panels. And the wireless was really good. I couldn't feel any latency. And I was free of the wire. So, yeah. So for the for the wireless module, it's a winner. If it wasn't 400 bucks, <laughs> <laughs> of course, I must say that. Of course, it's, it's the cost of a Quest 2. And for most people, it will make sense just to get a Quest 2, for sure, if you don't <laughs> worry about the Facebook thingy. But if you already have that, and if you have 400 spare dollars, and if your wife won't kill you for that, <laughs> then go for it. But still, that makes me want to rant about the technology is here, so we can get it wireless without severe suffering of the performance. Yeah, it's good. Why PlayStation 2 isn't doing that? Why do they have the cable still? Money. I know we talked about it a long time ago, but right. hey, they need, like, they, yes. when it gets released, all of these superb PC VR headsets will be wireless. Only PlayStation will still have the cable. It just made me angry when I saw your video about wireless <laughs> pro to my day. They're all doing it, even though it's expensive. Yeah, right. But uh, for the for the PlayStation VR 2, they they cannot make it too expensive. You know, I really believe there there might be there might be some kind of wireless module add-on where you pay another two hundred or three hundred dollar for the people who really want it. But the base unit it can't be too expensive because they are in a world where there's a Quest 2. And probably at that point in time, they are going to be in a world where there's a Quest 2 Pro, <laughs> which is probably as good as the PlayStation VR 2, right? So therefore, I believe it makes sense to keep the price down. And uh, yeah, um, what do you yeah. think, Anthony and Tatiana? What do you think? How expensive is the PSVR going to be? Well, I mean, yeah, that it's because the PSVR two is a peripheral to another right. item. Right. You know, that 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 solves it right there, right? So you got a maximum of like three hundred and ninety nine ninety nine. That's exactly what I, I think. think I think that's exactly gonna be the price. And so they're gonna try to fit the best tech they can into three hundred and ninety nine ninety nine, which means wireless is not part of the equation. Right. Exactly. Oh, quick question, Sebastian. So, like, they were talking about 
how if you did use this wireless adapter, like the resolution's like chopped in half or something, but you're saying like you didn't really notice that too much. Like like when you yes. put like like when you put it on, it's not this like day and night difference no, where it's like, it's oh not. man, I'm really no. slumming it in the resolution no. department. Oh, Absolutely okay. not. So that's pretty cool. So the thing is, um, of course, I can tell the difference between the resolution during wireless play and the resolution when I'm playing like on extreme and ultra setting on my 3080 machine, that's for sure. Yeah. But because of the high fill factor, I don't see any screen effect as well. And no, it, it's, it's not like that I would feel like, oh, that looks bad. Not at all. It's not like playing a Rift game and then going to the quest. No, the no, you know, I, when I played, when I did my, my wireless play um, yesterday, I felt like I'm, I'm looking at the quality of the Valve Index, but without screen door effect. So yeah, it's good. Mm. It is pretty good. It is really pretty good. And well, if, you, if there's somebody out there who owns the, the, the Vive headset and who wants to have wireless play and has 400 euros or $350. There's five of them. <laughs> no, I think there's quite a few people are going to pick this up. Enthusiasts. This is for the enthusiast market, right? Who, just like you said, who has everything, who wants the new stuff. And it works. It works better than the Oculus Quest streaming wireless. I, I can really reiterate it. It works amazingly well. Well, if it costs like Oculus Quest, it better yeah, it work better, it, Oculus Agreed. Quest. It better works <laughs> just as good Not as Oculus much. Quest. Agreed. <laughs> agreed. It's, 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 a tough, um, it's tough to compare these two headsets because it's just so cheap, right? The, the Quest 2 is doing so many things right. It's unbelievable. Yeah, cool. Cool. So that is a little hardware talk. Yep. So wireless gameplay on the Pro 2. Really, no, really like it. You know, I also read that they will be selling eye tracking modules right, for as well for another $300. So it stacks up. Yeah, I mean, it does. If you want social VR, you'll have the mouth tracking. Yeah. How much was the mouth tracking? Uh, the, that was actually pretty cheap, like 140 okay. or something. Mm, it's acceptable. But they're just having this model they're already selling an expensive device and all the expensive add-ons mouth tracking eye tracking module wireless yeah, right. playing 300 there 300 here but just... yeah it's expensive but for the enthusiast that is pretty cool that there is this option you know you have the option to have pc vr which will give you like really like a great uh, visual experience you have more fov you can make a make it wireless if you want which works really well you can put the, the facial tracker to have your facial expressions. You can put the eye tracker to have people see where you look at. So yeah, actually for enthusiasts, wow. And you can even get the trackers, right, for full body tracking. Basically, that is really something that the enthusiast is going to be super hyped about. You know, one thing HTC needs to be pleased about with this whole entire thing is they don't have a competitor Right now, you know, I mean, they're kind of the top dog in this little category of specialized high-end VR headset. They don't have like a Samsung or somebody. And, and that's the question right. that I have for you, Sebastian. Yeah, it's right. like, okay, so we're here in the year 2021. Mm -hmm. Summer has just begun. It's really hot where I am. It's going to be 95 degrees today. Same here. And the question is, this year is, you know, we've got half of this year left. Are we going to get 
a PC VR head. Are we going to get what I've been waiting for, which is like a new Samsung Odyssey or something? Like, because it's like, I feel like this Vive 2 Pro is a stopgap because I feel like if I were to buy this and then three months later, a real mm -hmm. package comes out with completely brand new controllers and, you know, has all the added bonuses. I haven't heard anything, honestly speaking. So I heard, so, I heard something that really amazing, but that's like really far off. So I, I really don't see it coming right now. I haven't heard any chatter <laughs> about something that, that would be like within the next few months. So I so think right now, the no. Pro 2 is basically going to be the king for the rest of this year, probably, if you want like the highest in experience. The, I think yes. Right now, yes. So, but who knows? Probably we will get a surprise. But I, I have not heard any chatter about the Vive, the 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 Index uh, Two coming out or something. Also, they are still selling them like friggin' hotcakes. <laughs> yeah, why why would they? You know, they don't need to go down with the price. They're still being picked up at thousand dollars for the complete package. And honestly, I think thousand dollars for the complete package for the for the Valve Index is amazing. It is a great headset. It does have this glare problem, but for me, even I don't care so much about it because because I play colorful games. I'm not into these dark games, <laughs> like horror <laughs> games or so. But you know what's yeah. funny about the glare that you just mentioned, Sebastian, yeah. is I was watching your stream. Okay, uh -huh. back to the day when the Valve Index arrived. I watched your stream the, the first time you ever tried the Valve right. Index. I right. was actually watching that live, and this is a rare event for me, <laughs> but I was watching that live, and I remember you saw the logo for yeah. like Beat Saber or something. You were like, crazy. whoa, the yeah, glare. Yeah, right. You mentioned the glare, and you're I was right. like, I remember oh. that. Yeah, right. It's true. It was really terrible glare. Yeah, they need, they need to upgrade it. For sure they will. But the question is just when, and it's still selling, yeah, like hotcakes. So we'll have to see where that goes. Yep. So that's the Vive Pro 2. I would love to know who of you out there actually bought the Vive Pro 2. Say yes if you bought the Vive Pro 2. Like um, I bought the Vive Pro 2. I'm going to send back that loaner unit, and hopefully my Vive Pro 2 is going to arrive pretty soon. And yeah, would simply love to know. Get an idea about who is out there who actually did pay the $800 for the Vive Pro 2. Please do let us know now in the chat and simply say yes if you picked it up to get an idea how many people are out there who picked this up. So we do have a little delay here. Therefore, we don't directly go to see that. I do yeah. like Iris Spike's idea. Just stop buying Index. <laughs> Give them a break so that they actually have the reason to come up with the next. Right, index. exactly. Yeah. yeah well, right. doesn't Gaben want to do his BCI thing where he he's analyzing to. your brain? So, yeah. like, Very if they cool. want to do that, eventually they got to have a new a new strap for the thing, right? Maybe what they could do is they just keep selling indexes, but all of a sudden the indexes come and they're a little bit different. You know, the back mm. of them are a little bit different. <laughs> they're analyzing your brains. Oh, yeah, they will. Okay, so, yeah, quite a few people did actually um, order it. Dibbler, uh, Juanfra Valero, and, um, yeah, some people did get it. Okay, ordered the Focus 3. Yeah, I also ordered the Focus 3. <laughs> Let's see how that... <laughs> 
So I'm going to tell you everything about the Focus 3 here on the channel once I get it. So okay. your daily driver MRTV, I didn't, I didn't yeah. see your, I mean, Sebastian, yeah. I didn't see your, uh, your episode. Yeah. So is your daily driver this five pro two or is it, cause it's, dude, you were the G2 yeah. man. Yeah, so no. you're basically oh, saying the, G2, the G2 I just, is, I don't like you no more G2, get out no, of no, here. No, 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 no. The G2 actually is still an amazing headset. And you know what? Now that people directly compare the G2 against the Vive and, and still love the G2, it's cool to, for me to see it's, that people really appreciate now what the G2 did in all kinds of things. You know, there was this shitstorm when people didn't get it, the G2, and then it came out and lots of people complained about the sweet spot. But now, actually, they are appreciating yeah. how amazing the G2 looks and how actually how good the sweet spot is. What I always told you, the sweet spot of the G2 is actually great. You put on the headset and then you're in. Edge edge clarity probably is a, is a, this is a different topic because it's so sharp that at the edges you see a bit more if there is some degradation in sharpness and that's normal for Fresnel lenses, but it's 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 uh, so enjoyable for me to see how much people actually in, uh, appreciate the G2 now. I always told you that the G2 is amazing and yeah, I'm happy to see that. So no, um, I still love my G2 and I would say that the G2 actually has a sharper picture if I A-B compare them. And, um, but still, the Pro 2 does have some advantages. I really enjoy the bigger FOV. I do enjoy the lighthouse tracking that simply always works. It, this actually really is cool to have. And even though the Vive Pro 2 is not a must-have headset, and honestly speaking, for me, it was not love at first sight, when I first put it on, I also thought like, yeah, what's going on here with the vertical FOV? It really like this, this kind of bro this uh, wide screen thingy. First of all, you have to get used to it. But now I'm kind of getting more fond of it and it does have chances to become my daily driver. So right now, especially with that wireless, um, with that wireless adapter, that really, really is a very good argument pro um, the Pro 2. Pro 2, Vive Pro 2. So I have the feeling this could actually become my daily driver. Yeah, let's see how it, how it, how it goes. Hey, I have a question. So this is kind of like MRTV pitch, right? So I want to yeah. pitch something out Please there. Please do. It's like, I feel as a, as a VR headset enthusiast, and but also having the knowledge that everybody has different geometry for their cheekbones and and how their eyes are set Absolutely. the size of their nose and all of the you know all of these things factor in the IPD and all this stuff so what I, the conclusion that I've come to is you really got to get these things in your own house you got to try them out you got to live with them for a little while otherwise you just really don't know what headset is right for you now the problem is Unless you're Sebastian and you're balling out of control, a lot of us can't afford to buy every little headset that comes down the pipe. But right. what if, what if, ladies and gentlemen, there was a subscription plan for only $199 per month? Yes, I know it sounds quite expensive at first. <laughs> it right? sounds really for expensive, only, man. For only $199 a month, we will send you three headsets every year over seven years. I'm, I'm trying to think of an idea though. 
if there was mm -hmm. some kind of rental plan, right? What if you could pay for some kind of rental service where it's like, yeah, I'm getting, yeah, it's kind of like the Viveport for headsets, right? It's like, I'm not buying that game. I got it on Viveport. So I'm not buying the Vive Pro 2. I'm renting a G2 right now. And then next week I get my Viveport 2 in to try it out. We need like a service like this almost, I, but it would I have would, to be crazy expensive. We have it. Yeah, I wouldn't do it as a subscription. You can just rent a device to decide which one you actually want to buy. I don't need three headsets every month or every year. <laughs> I just need one for a week and to decide whether I want to keep it. So maybe not $1.99 uh, a month. But okay. <laughs> okay. It's like a lease. It's like you're leasing a car or something. You know? But actually, uh, at least in Germany, I'm not sure if it's only Germany or if it's Europe, we have it. It's called Grover, Grover.com. I'm showing it right now. So oh. I can, I can um, rent the Oculus Quest 2. It's going to set me back 30 euros per month. I can uh, rent the, the Reverb G2 for 40 euros. I can rent um, the Cosmos Elite. I can rent the, the Vive Wireless oh. adapter for 20 euros per month. And here, the Pro, I can rent it. I can rent the Quest, the old Quest, the Rift S. Wow, I can even rent the Sony PlayStation. I can rent all that, all these headsets. Is and it only in Germany? What, that, what is that I don't know. Grover. Grover.com. Grover. So, so I can rent these headsets. And then if, uh, and actually, if I'm lucky, they're even sending me the new box and nobody else has tried it before. And then if I had it for, quite, for long enough and I've paid like probably the price of the thing plus one or two month rent, I can... It's mine. So, yeah, I think... Oh, like rent to own, yeah. Rent to own, yeah. I think it's a pretty good model. And this was not sponsored by Grover, by the way. But <laughs> since you just mentioned it, we do have the service. Now we are sponsored by Grover. Uh, I, I wish we were. But, <laughs> but yeah, that, that's, a pretty cool, that's a pretty cool thing, right? Yeah, we need this oh. in the USA. Stat. Wow. So it's because a... Because I would like to read it again. Damn. Yeah, cool. Very cool. So I, I, the service really works well. So it's interesting that you don't have that in the U.S. Yeah, we should. We should. I don't actually know why. Maybe we do. Maybe we just don't know about it. Is it, is it possible that it's something that we actually need to promote so that people know that it exists in the right. U.S.? Right. Yeah, probably. I don't know. Does anybody know about this kind of things in the U.S.? Please do let us know in the chat. Yes. Yeah, or in the comments after the video, we'll probably get a, a comment on it. Yeah, right. But yeah, yeah I, I think I think if you could have like, you know, I mean, this is relatively reasonable. Like the HTC Vive Cosmos, you can rent it for uh, 74 euros per month for three months. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess it's a little pricey in a way, but I, I think ultimately it's probably cheaper than like buying these headsets and then being like, okay, I'm going to try it for two months and I'm just going to eBay it. You could do that. I mean, people do. Have you ever done that? Has anybody done that? Uh, like or a, you just buy it knowing you're going to eBay it? Uh, no, I'm keeping all the headsets, obviously. <laughs> I always have to yeah, compare them against each other and stuff. Oh, Paradise Decay just says Grover works in the UK as well. Cool. So probably it's a, wow. it's a European Union thing. Mm. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I'm jealous. This actually should really, really happen in the U.S. Probably, wow, somebody should come up with that idea and, and, you, well, and do it. They have some things like laptops or some kind of technology like projectors for events, but it looks like it's a lot more expensive. You can 
rent IBM Lenovo for one month for $169. Okay, wow. No, no. Right. Yeah, I know there was a service that would let you rent like a Magic Leap and it would let you rent like a HoloLens, but it was crazy. Like you damn near might as well bought one. Mm-hmm. You know, you weren't really saving that much. Right. But. Yeah, good. So, um, um, Anthony, you know what you have to set up now in the U.S.? Yeah, that's my new pitch. I like it. I so like hit the me pitch. Up. Venture capitalists, hit me up. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Okay, let's talk about some more games now. I think the hardware topic is over now. Let's talk about um, Sniper Elite. Sniper Elite VR releases on July 8th for Quest, PSVR, and Steam VR. And it is a World War II shooter. And let's have a look into the trailer here so i'm going to start it right now and it does look really good so i i actually i haven't played the the sniper elite um games did you it's another stealth game right it's another one that you'll need to to hide you'll need to be precise but they make it well, so emotional at the beginning. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. very emotional start. <laughs> yeah. I oh, like the old it. guy looks at his hands and he's like, yeah, yeah. I'm 80 years old now, goddammit. No, he said that we are fighting. We were fighting. Why were we fighting? Oh, we yeah, were fighting so that you don't have to. So that you, so that they didn't have to. So you can enjoy a nice barbecue. We had to <laughs> die for that shit. And now we made a VR game so that we can actually fight. Like, hey, you didn't ask us. Maybe we wanted to try it. Yeah. So they did a VR game for it. But this look, is it a good great, example though. of their realism, right? More wow. earthly colors, but it looks amazing. It looks really good. Really, really looks good. So I must say I'm kind of hyped for that. I really, yeah, really. It's only a month away. It's only a month away, and um, CodeSync also helped with the development. Apparently, did you guys see that? I wonder if they okay. were working on the Quest version. Mm-hmm. Yeah, perhaps. CodeSync has done a lot, and, and somebody bought them recently. It wasn't Oculus. Maybe they should have. Actually, it is. I mean, I don't know if they bought it, but it's definitely coming for Oculus, and that made me very surprised because the game looks. I mean, it looks amazing. I yeah. I didn't expect it to be. But what really you what you saw there was most probably not the Quest version. No, <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. Yeah. No, it's not. Okay, now this place called the Thunderful Group they acquired Coatsync, who okay. is the developer of like Shadow Point, Jurassic World, Aftermath. They helped. They helped Downpour Interactive get um, onward onto the Quest, so they're probably helping Rebellion get uh this the for the quest port so they're probably helping with the quest mm-hmm. port coat sync but you know it's interesting about this game here because i got to admit sniper elite like when it comes to all these sniper games i would see you know an announcement or a video about like sniper this sniper that <laughs> and i always used to think you know sni- that's kind of fun for like a little bit but like an entire game built around a sniper mechanism but, but these it's games not. actually do a lot more than exactly, that exactly yeah, yeah you watch this video and right. it's like this game's going head to head with like medal of honor vr basically you know it's like the full entire thing right i mean it has these sniper modes but this does look like it's a lot more in depth and and has a lot more going for it yeah, and Paradise Decay in, in chat just says, Sniper Elite VR could be the Medal of Honor we were expecting. Who knows? 
Who knows? Probably. Yeah, could you imagine if it's better? Yeah, could be, right? But, well, I still think that uh, Medal of Honor is a pretty good game, and it doesn't deserve the bad reviews it got from some people. But anyways, um, yeah, it's up to personal taste, of course. So I'm extremely looking forward to Sniperly. That's a game that I'm very looking forward to play. So actually, there is quite a lot of games coming that I want to play. No, we have, the, we, have that, we have that Ninja game. We have Fragged, right? We have Sniper Elite. This summer, man, yeah, this there's a lot of games. There's another game coming this summer. I don't know if you have the trailer for it, but after, you know, the, yeah, after the course. fall, the new trailer. That, that's what I wanted to yeah. just talk about. Yeah. So that's, that's, this that's the next topic. So we got another after the fall. We got a closer look at the enemies. And let's have a look at this right now. But, well, they are, there's also... Lots of talking involved, but let's still have a look at it uh-huh. now. The talk. Who cares? <laughs> no, I was telling, um, I have some friends that have another show, and I was saying, here's what you got to do. Anytime you get a trailer, you've got to edit the trailer before you ever use it <laughs> in any of your VR shows. Edit out all the talking, people okay. sitting at a monitor. Yeah, here, like now. It. Now this guy's edit talking about <laughs> Right. But they're yeah. like, I'm too lazy to do that. <laughs> Yeah, so now in, in that trailer, we, we find out a bit more about the enemies. So the enemies, um, they're called the Snowbreeds, and uh, actually they are humans, and they, they took some medicine that, that people... A vaccine, guys. A, a, vaccine, a, vaccine. <laughs> a, a vaccine, exactly. Um, they took the mRNA one. See, if they took the Johnson & Johnson one, everything yeah, they would, would have been, been fine. Right? Exactly. No snow breed. No right, no right. Snow breed. Okay. Uh, this video will be demonetized now. Thank you, Anthony. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, anyways, we'll find out We'll finding a bit more up, uh, out about those enemies, and we find out that they like to go out in hordes, so we're going to find, like, lots of enemies at the same time, and the different types of enemies, some of these crazy enemy types they even mutated to become bigger and i am still hyped about it but anthony you, you told me before that probably it has changed for you a bit yeah i'm a little bit less hyped but the thing is I'm, why why I'm the weird here's why because i don't care about multiplayer you know what so i don't care so the whole four player thing look that is I know the, the most exciting about this dream come true for people yeah for it's me it's like yeah we're gonna play with all our buddies and we're all yeah. gonna be online and we're gonna play man it's gonna be awesome exactly and i did that is that me? with halo 3 but like i'm just not that guy man and so i the thing is like i have a window of time to play let, let me just do are you guys ever like this where it's like I have a window of time to play VR, and it isn't necessarily going to correlate with gamertag VR, my bro, so we can play at the same time. So it's like it's hard because you got to set like appointment dates up. Okay, we're all going to play after yeah. the fall at 7 p.m. on Friday. Yeah. Um, well, for me, actually, that might make it better because I'm also not the biggest enthusiast of multiplayer, but. If it's a horror game, like a zombie shooter, crazy yeah. apocalypse kind of thing, having three extra people might make That's me better. feel better about it yeah. because they'll be joking and everything will be silly and they will be like doing stupid stuff and it's just going to, you know, relax the atmosphere. If I'm alone, I'm immersed in it. You, you know, like I'm, I'm getting immersed. Like I said, I like the story driven games because I like being there. And if I'm there, I'm not coming back alive. So I need, you know, multiplayer might actually make it a little more bearable. Even though 
it's not really my type of a game. But mm -hmm. I would be willing to, I would be more likely to try it if it's a multiplayer than it was, than Al it was alone. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, but but Tatiana and Anthony, think about how fun it would be if we are in this world together and we simply, yeah, enjoy that adventure together. I think yeah. it, it really... Steve could come aboard or Steve, Gary, Yeah, right? exactly, I, I, and it would feel, it, it's just like making memories go. together. It's like going it on, a, be on, fun. on a vacation together. The, <laughs> the other thing that bothers me, though, is when you're playing with four people, it's like, like, you know, you're moving, like, I feel like when you get four people together and you're playing the same game, you move through the levels, like, way faster than you would have normally. You beat okay. the boss faster than you would have normally. Uh -huh. And it's like, because I remember when I got Halo 3, this exact same shit happened to me during <laughs> Halo 3. Because it's like, I had all these buddies that were like, yeah, we're all going to play Halo 3 together. And I was like, yeah, but I kind of want to play Halo 3 by myself. See okay. how everything unravels at my own pace, and then I'll play with you guys later in a four-player team. But they wanted to do it right away. So we did it right away. We're like through the first level, through the second level, through the third. It would have taken me like two weeks to get through all these <laughs> levels. We're like just going through the game. We're beating bosses. Got now, it. I know the developers are going to design the game with that in mind. So if you have four people together, they make it harder. But wait a minute. There's another thing I want to say about After the Fall, like in this new video that we got. Yeah. It's like the other thing that has kind of disappointed me about this game, besides the four-player thing, is this is just a shooter, 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 man. Like, I'm, I'm just watching the graphics of everything, and it's just like, bang, bang, shoot, shoot. Like, we got to get a little... Maybe it's not showing, like, some of the more intricate aspects of the game, but it's like, this was supposed to be the biggest game of the year for me. Like, after the fall, like, this is coming out this summer. And honestly... Seeing this trailer, seeing Sniper Elite VR, I'm now down for Sniper Elite VR, bro. Like more than after the really? fall. Like I, re I really am because like, like yeah, I like shooting zombies as much as the next dude. And, and these are snow zombies. Let's make no mistake about that. <laughs> these right? are the snow, snow zombies breed, indeed. These are snow zombies in LA. It's snowing in LA, you know. Yeah, these are the White Walkers. So it's like, I don't know. I, I think... Like, I expected more. Th this is the developer of uh, Arizona Sunshine, right? And that was so many years ago. That was 2016. They've been banging on this for years. And I was hoping they would step their game up to another level. And maybe they have. Like, maybe I'm judging this all wrong. They're just, they, they want to have an arcadey kind of a trailer that shows off the action Jackson aspect of it. And maybe there's still good story and there's like some kind of puzzling things that are going on in it, in it as well. But after a while, it's like, if all you're going to do is the shoot, shoot, shooty thing, it better be damn good. It better be graphically incredible. Like when this trailer was shown... For, it does look good, but when they showed this for PlayStation VR on the PlayStation VR channel, at the very beginning of the trailer, it was like all footage captured on PC VR. Okay. And it's funny because when you see that footage, it doesn't look that impressive. And you're like, oh, wait a minute, this was captured on PC VR and the footage isn't that impressive. So do I need to lower my expectations on this game a little bit? I don't know. I'm kind of all over the map. And mm -hmm. I'm not trying to say, like, After the Fall is going to be a dud. I'm not saying that at all. This could still be an incredible game. It's just I'm like, eh. Yeah, but, we, you it's know, a, we, yeah, you go it's ahead. A long, 
long way for Anthony to say that he, no, he doesn't <laughs> want to play with us. Yeah, exactly. That's what I also thought. And but honestly, um, Anthony, <laughs> we don't know yet. So so what they mentioned in the trailer is that it's absolutely built around multiplayer, which I think it's is cool. So it shows that you have to um, revive your your teammates. You have to share your ammunition. Could be like um, you are out of shells, and then you say, "Hey, Sebastian, I'm out of shells. I need them." And then I throw them to you, and in the last minute, you uh -huh. load your gun and you shoot that snow zombie. Yeah, it sounds pretty compelling to me. <laughs> so I'm looking. I'm absolutely looking forward to to that. And for me, I'm exactly looking forward to it as much as I did before. So uh, another must-play game for me for this summer. Seems like they will take me away from the beer garden, those VR <laughs> companies. <laughs> so you are busy. The first part of the summer, you'll be busy with uh, Pro 2 and the yeah. second part with all the games. Yeah, with all Dude, the games. this summer is out of control. Yeah, Do you really? guys know how many games are supposed to be like, well, there, there's a lot of games that are basically, they just have summer as their like time frame. Mm -hmm. Like Lone Echo 2. Is supposed oh. to be well, still. Oh my god! After the fall is summer. Lo-fi is supposed to come out this summer. Sniper Elite is July eighth. Green Hell's coming a little bit later. Maybe not quite mm -hmm. summer, but I mean, there's a lot of games that are banging in the summer. It's going to be pretty harsh. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, these things all have to compete with each other. Yeah, right. Another game that's that competes for that summer spot is um, world building game. Wins and Leaves is going to release on PSVR July the 27th. And yeah, this is a game that Anthony wanted to talk about because you said that that might interest you. So it seems like, well, you have to explore a world yeah, in this game. Yeah, I don't want to shoot zombies. I want to take a leaf and put it over here and create a brand new tree out of nothing. Like, it's so <laughs> much more exciting, right? Yeah. No, but to be honest, here's the thing, guy. Oh, yeah, and and uh, Larsenauts, that's coming this summer as well. Like, it is really out of control how many games are... Uh, Hussein X in chat mentioned Larsenauts and right. Song in the Smoke and all these... God, there's so many games this summer. But yeah, um, no, going back to Winds and Leaves VR. So, Trey Boucher is the developer of this game. They made Prison Boss, which I never really tripped on that game and didn't play it and wasn't, wasn't interested in it. But, I mean, they are a known VR developer that has done some stuff. And so now they have this game called Winds and Leaves. And when I first, like, saw pictures of it and everything, I was like, I wasn't really tripping on it. But on this newest trailer where they kind of break down the gameplay idea and how you're basically, like, you have this, like, forest thing. And then if you start to leave the forest you can only survive for a certain period of time before you get like pulled back to the forest. And so you got to create this like new forest over there yeah, and then you can walk him. farther and now you can get to this new forest and you can survive. And you're like trying to make this like barren wasteland. You're trying to revitalize it again with like with plants and trees and flowers and stuff. I don't know to me, like when I was watching this trailer, it kind of reminded me of that game Paper Beast a little bit, mm -hmm. even though the gameplay is very different. But the vibe reminded me of Paper Beast. And it just seems like we've, we have some people that complain like every single game, all you're doing is killing people. <laughs> shoot, shoot, kill, kill, bang, bang. These are all murder <laughs> simulators. What is going on here? Well, here's a game that's much more 
um, chill. You know, this is chill. This is peaceful. Mm -hmm. This is tranquil. Sometimes it's nice to go into VR and actually kind of like chill out a little bit and kind of relax a little bit and have a more more, you know, calming kind of a experience. You know, like Zing the Land Beyond is a game that I would go into to kind of like chill and vibe out a little bit. And I feel like Winds and Leaves, although I will tell you this, bro, you want to talk about Quest graphics? This baby yeah. got some Quest graphics. I mean, the graphics are not stunning by any stretch of the imagination. No. The graphics are very plain, very low poly, very... Um, violets and hues and the colors are it's like everything kind of blends in with each other i think it'll look good though in a vr headset and i almost i would bet dollars to donuts this baby is going to come to the quest at some point winds and leaves but it just looks like super chill and a completely different kind of vibe yeah you're right I agree to an extent. I've been talking about this for a while now that I appreciate shooters and they, they serve a very important purpose in games, but but they are really overpowering other genres that are getting underappreciated like this one. And I'm still not sure I would be a regular gamer of this particular game, but it definitely makes me, you know, I'm intrigued. And I always get intrigued about games that are not shooters because you never know what to expect from them. It's, it's the type of, like, these kind of games that are very difficult to actually explain what they are in the in the trailer. Whilst with shooters, you kind of already know, oh, yeah. here's the enemy, here are my guns. I kind of already have a very good idea what I'll be doing there. Here, they're just mysterious. I want to see what they're like. So, yeah, I actually have a, another game, you know, suggestion if you have a trailer, unless you want to say something about yeah, it. I also want to say something about this one yeah. first. Um, yeah, I really think it's a tough sell <laughs> to, to many people because, yeah, it is not something like a shooter where you know, okay, this is what's going to happen. It's like, uh, well, it takes here, this trailer takes like four minutes to kind of somehow explain what it does. And in our short-lived, um, yeah, society where we don't have so much patience, it is simply yeah, we a have tough the sell. attention span yeah. of a fruit fly. That's right? the, that's <laughs> the point. The attention span. Like uh, I must admit, uh, I am one of these fruit flies with the attention span. So it, I know to really enjoy this, probably it's super enjoyable, but it seems like I have to invest like hours and hours at a time to really get into it. That's that's my feeling right now. That I have to spend this long time to understand the gameplay, to really get something out of it. And I simply don't have the time. I, I, I really also love my 30-minute burst of, of fun, of shooting, and then be that ready. Right? And he, but, but for this one, oh, no. I have to spend too much time. So Yeah, because it's, yeah. it's got an intricate system of, like, you got to combine these herbs and yeah. these herbs. But that's uh. part of its coolness, though, as well. Yeah. For some people, for some people that's they will love it. That's going to be super cool for them. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Yeah, but... RG is right. You learned Demio. That was something new. Th that it was took pretty you some cool. Time to learn, you love it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, so I will not directly write it off, but I don't think it is appealing to for, to but, me. I'm the fract guy. I like fract. I think. <laughs> but you know, that's important for developers. That's a challenge for developers. Yeah, to absolutely. Create something different that would also be user friendly and very intuitive. That's kind of on them. I also don't think that it's smart to create something different and complex just for the sake of being different. If mm -hmm. nobody can learn how to play it in 15 minutes tops, nobody will play it. Yeah, right. So, Agreed. Yeah. 
Did you try Paper Beast, Sebastian, at all? I did, and actually I liked it because it was so imaginative. <laughs> you like all the games that you say you wouldn't like. <laughs> no, 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 yeah, yeah. But this, actually, I thought Paper Beast was so imaginative and different and um, full of creative ideas, so that, that part I liked it. Yeah, okay, cool. So there's one more game that we would like to yeah. talk about, and especially um, Tatiana said she would like to talk about it. So let's have a look at it. I'm going to show the trailer right now. Uh, and it's called Wanderer. Wonder. Yeah, tell yeah. us a bit more about uh, about Wanderer, Tatiana. Well, here's the thing. I don't have much to say because that's one of the games that intrigued me, and it doesn't have a very lengthy description. It says that it's kind of the game where you will get to travel to various time periods of the world, and it, it you can be like somewhere in the present where you'll be just playing uh, the, at the drum set in front of a large crew, you're playing in a band, or you can be somewhere in the middle of the war, or somewhere with the Mayas, or somewhere mm -hmm. in the Middle Ages, and solving different puzzles, and I think it's mostly a puzzle game, perhaps, but also has some elements of action. Oh, oh it does look good, though. And at some point, you'll be like driving a little car on the moon. I mean, mm -hmm. wow! How can you not be intrigued by a game where you can play drums, uh, visit the Mayas, and ride a little car on the moon, on the surface of the moon, in the same game? Wow! It, <laughs> it, it looks fantastic. it looks absolutely stunning, actually. Yes. Yeah, it's it's very ambitious, incredibly and ambitious. And I have wow. no idea what exactly we'll be doing there. It looks like there are many different puzzles, but I love puzzle games and some people aren't into it, but you can't say that it's not intriguing. Yeah, this is, like, wow. It looks pretty incredible. Like, it looks this super game, incredible. Honestly, Summer. Yeah, if, <laughs> if you watch all the trailers for this game and if it really lives up to the, you know, to the possibilities, like this game jumps into like the top five of like er everything out there. Like, this looks really incredible from the standpoint that you could be in like a Mayan civilization one minute and then you're in like regular modern day real life and then you're in this like dilapidated uh, last, the last of us scene where it's like apocalypse type thing. You're in all these different things, which is a wonderful idea, by the way, because the developer is like, yeah, we want to give you a little taste of this. We want to give you a taste of being like a drummer in a famous rock band where the crowd is just cheering the hell out of you because all of this is like this VR experience that you're going to have, right? But this developer, like, I don't know. I, I feel like it's unbelievably ambitious and typically with this super ambitious stuff, I usually end up disappointed, but I'm I'm hopeful. Yeah, it's, I'm I'm really intrigued. I didn't see the, the trailer before the show, and Tatiana told me, "Hey, we gotta talk about this." And I'm seeing it here now for the first time, and I'm really intrigued about it. And when does it come out? Summer 21. <laughs> oh my goodness! Some of these are gonna get delayed though. Yeah, like, okay. Lone Echo might slip into like September or October or something, and you know, so some of these are probably gonna get delayed. Yeah, mm. yeah. And it's right. a PlayStation VR. Is it exclusive? It's no, it's no? PC VR as well. Oh, yes. PC VR as well. Okay, oh, yes. so this is for your 3090s, everybody. Okay. <laughs> wow. It it does look great. Really interesting. So, wow, summer 2021. Yep. So there's there's enough for us to play. It's not true that there is nothing out there for VR. There is going to there are going to be some cool games for sure. 
I want an Aztec game by itself, though. Like, mm. whenever I'm seeing, like, the Aztec levels of this game or, you know, the Mayans or whatever, I want that game. Like, I want Assassin's Creed Maya time or Aztec time. That's yeah, really right. Who knows? Yeah, probably this will come. But, yeah, one part of this is now in this game. Yeah, these are actually all the topics that we want to talk about. And now... We can do a little reflection because this is the 24th episode of the Next Dimension podcast. And I'm a really big fan of that old uh, TV series called 24, you know, with Agent Bauer, Jack Bauer. It was also 24 episodes per season, <laughs> but it was really like one hour per, 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 per episode. And also the seasons of the Next Dimension podcast will be exactly 24 episodes every season. And yeah, we've made it. We've finished the first season. So yeah, how do you feel about this podcast? Um, I want to ask you, the people out there who are watching this, did you enjoy the first season of the Next Dimension podcast? What do you think about this podcast? What do you think about how we do it? Do you like uh, the topics? Do you like us <laughs> or not? <laughs> what are your I hate thoughts? You, sorry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what are your thoughts about the Next Dimension podcast? Please do let us know. We would be like thrilled to now find out what are your yeah, what are your remarks? What can we do better? What do we do good? What sucks? Tell us everything that you want to tell us so we have a little uh, reflection about um, yeah our work here. Like establishing a new podcast from zero is not so easy, right? And uh, I think we have done it now. We've established the Next Dimension podcast. But now we really want to know what you think. Hey, and, check this out. Yeah. I mentioned Gamertag VR earlier on the show, and he's <laughs> magically appeared. <laughs> That's just like amazing. Hi, Gamertag. <laughs> Don't oh, say candy, man. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Gamertag has not been on here yet. He should, he should be on here as well as a guest yeah, we if he wants to. More. Exactly. Yeah, great show, says Rudel Zavetno. And um, yeah, five stars, says Lars. And uh, sehr gut, which means very good in German, says RG. Okay, but wait, are they giving us five stars in the Apple app? Because it's really important, right? Yeah, in the iTunes. They should give us in yeah, the iTunes. Jericho, yeah, you guys th aced it, yeah. And Lars is giving five stars in the comments. That's great, but we also <laughs> need it there. Right, right. <laughs> Gaming science teacher, hey, great to have you. Yeah, I like the rotating guest host. Gets more perspective from different people. You're right. Marcellus Wilson, congratulations. Love it. You're all great. Perfect. Uh, what else? Love you guys. Clay bump, especially. Yeah, that's sexy Sebastian. Okay, cool. I like that comment. <laughs> <laughs> Congrats. Yes, great group of hosts. Love the topics. Oh, great bring back of, the polls. Group of hosts? No, <laughs> yeah. And Luke is here for the Blue Hedgehog. Yes. Uh, season two should be in VR. Yeah, probably a good idea. Um, yeah, keep it up. So, yeah, it seems like people like it. People like it. So, um, yeah, what are your thoughts? Uh, Tatiana, how is it to be on the show as a recurring guest? Yeah, you know, I really had a very little idea about how the format will work, how the podcast will work. I kind of jumped in. And started winging it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And it did. I really loved seeing how it has shaped over okay. the course of these months. Really, how when did we start? How long? Like twenty four. Twenty four uh, weeks ago. Season twenty four weeks ago. It really has shaped into a very structured and very um, um, like a critical show that. Uh, okay, I'm, now. We have this event. Now you're back. Okay. 
okay. you were gone. You were gone for for one second. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. So just long story short, not going to talk too much about it. I loved how we gained this structure and shape to, uh -huh. to the podcast and become very critical of these topics. I think it's very unique for for this niche, and I I absolutely love being a part of it. Perfect. Yeah. Cool. I'm happy that you enjoy it to be here. How about you? What, what are your thoughts, uh, Anthony? Well, the first thing I want to say is, wait a minute, are we going to have a box set on DVD for the first season, <laughs> you know, signed by the crew or something? Yeah, that would be great. Need to like sell it, you know. Um, but yeah, no, I, I've enjoyed this show. Um, like, it's fun to be a guest because I've usually been like the guy that's interviewing somebody else, you know right, what I mean? Right. Or like getting people together like on VR365 or VR Roundtable or something like that. So whenever I can just come on another show and just be... You know, just be somebody that comments on things. Oh, my God, it is so wonderful compared <laughs> to doing the other thing because it's like I don't got to worry about nothing. I just show up and just, like, comment about things. I mean, it's great. And um, I think we have great topics. I like the way we're mixing in the different guests. Sebastian's done a great job, actually, too, of bringing nice. in, like, yeah. legitimate industry people you know like mm -hmm. Guy Godin and like Six Lives and um Tommy you know Paul. all the different all the different guests that he's brought on um the guy that made Ancient Dungeon Eric Tholen you know all these right. different people right and they've given a lot of a different vibe as well and we've also <clears throat> I think we've done a good job of like not worrying about stepping on somebody's toes like we, we say stuff you know we oh yeah come out, we, say to stuff. we totally step on people's toes yeah <laughs> And I think everybody is like, you know what? Yeah, go ahead. Like, we're going to have our conversations back and forth. If you think about a bunch of dudes or, you know, a group of people and they're having a barbecue, you know, they're going to say things back and forth. And you're not always going to worry about everybody's little feelings about this or that. Like, let's actually have some arguments. Like, we, you know, it's okay. At the end of the day, everything's fine. Me and Sebastian have had some heated ass arguments, right? Mm, yeah, for and sure. And it's not been a big deal at all. In no. fact, we enjoy them. It's fun. Totally. Like, yeah. you know, it's, it's yeah, because we yeah, totally agreed. And the thing is, uh, we stay respectful, right? Even though we have totally different um, kind of thoughts about a topic, like the Facebook thing, for example. Yeah, we can discuss it. And it's not like because you have a different opinion, now you are my enemy. That's so sad to see in, in our society right now, especially in the U.S., mm. right? It's like, it seems like you, you cannot like, uh, have a discussion without hating each other, which sucks. So I'm really happy that we can do this here, that we can bring up topics that people can actually um, yeah, have completely different opinions about. And we're going to voice them here on the show. And we are not afraid to step on people's toes, like on Facebook's toes, <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> and, For me, and Lars <laughs> here says that we are sometimes too focused on games, which hmm, I think we talk a lot about hardware. Oh, we do. But yeah. we talk about hardware in terms of gaming. So maybe even when you talk about hardware, we talk about how good it is to play games. So do you think that's true? Do we focus too much on gaming content because uh, well we do I don't know if yeah i think what he what he's talking about what lars says we are more on the consumer gaming side not so much on business you can do so many things there's so many other business applications that we never talk about but i i do believe that's all right i i, I think most people are well, more you can't interested be everything in to everybody yeah if you try to be everything to everybody you're going to come up short you know so you got to do what you think your strength is. We cover hardware. We bring people on that like 
are doing like a spatial well i mean uh sebastian you do like you'll talk to people from spatial yeah, and yeah, stuff do, like exactly, that yeah, do these things. Um, one thing i do think we could maybe be a little bit better at is covering more of the uh artistic vr stuff that isn't necessarily a game like gloomy eyes like that type of mm -hmm. stuff but there okay. hasn't been that much of that stuff yeah, lately right. but maybe we can do a better job of kind of covering more of those kinds of things as well mm. Could be. Yeah. Well, I do try to throw in something from, you know, my universe of VR and learning. I totally love talking to the developer of the metaverse. Mm -hmm. As you remember, we're talking about this kind of museum on wheel was amazing. And I totally saw potential for education and training there. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But so, you know, but it's true that like, the general population is so interested in gaming. It kind of becomes the focus. But I would be open to talk about it. Well, when you all are reviewing Focus 3, isn't that a... Yeah, exactly. This is like, that, this is an enterprise. It's not, even, it's yeah, not for it us. Exactly. So there'll be some very different conversations circulating around exactly. that. Stick around. Exactly. <laughs> that, will, that will happen soon here on the channel, the Focus 3. And um, looking forward to that. Yep. So overall, I'm, I'm really pleased with the first season as well. First season of the Next Dimension podcast. Of course, lots of work, like setting everything up and making it happen. But I'm really happy about how the community um, yeah, reacted to this podcast. I think now people know us. I think we're getting to the point where people really... Uh, yeah, enjoy this podcast and uh, recommend it to others. I saw that on Twitter. Some people recommend us whenever somebody asks, hey, what kind of cool podcasts are there? I absolutely enjoy the crew, right? You guys are so awesome. Gary and Steve, it's, it's really, really nice. And um, I, I, love, I like the atmosphere. You know, it, it really feels like you're meeting some friends on the weekend and you talk about the topic that you're excited about. VR. Mm. I, I don't have that in my actual circle of friends. We talk about uh, football, but don't, never about VR. So it's so cool to have you and yeah, to have uh, building these friendships even, uh, right? And like, it just feels the atmosphere on this show is so enjoyable for me. It's the, the nerdy uh, outlet right? for us. And yeah, for it's, it's a nerdy outlet. Be and a nerd. Be the you, the nerd that you exactly, are here. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> And you know what? I, I think that the people feel that we have this chemistry. It works with, with the, the three of us, but also with the others, right? Who, whoever, with, with Steve and Gary, we can be together in, in any kind of um, a setup and it always works and feels good. And this kind of atmosphere, that is what I'm very, very proud of. And then we also bring something to the table, knowledge in VR. And yeah, I'm really proud of this show. Yep, so this was season one. If you want a season two, don't forget to rate us on <laughs> iTunes. <laughs> no, really, really. I mean, we, we, yeah. If we don't get fifty ratings at on least, iTunes, season two is no, canceled. It's canceled. Right? No, really. I mean, come on. We've been banging away now for twenty-four episodes. It's just five minutes of your time, and it really shows us, like, yes, do you appreciate this? Do you want this, or is it just something that you can also live without? So, really. If you somehow enjoy the show, go to go to get your iPhone or iPod out, open the podcast app, look for the Next Dimension podcast, and give us a five star review, and that would really mean a lot to us. 
Sebastian, yes. do you yes. know how sometimes when we have a guest at the end of the show, we tell our viewers to ask him any questions. If you have any questions yeah, left, right. ask them in the comments and we answer them. Yes. I think that's what Leo Week means here in the chat, who writes that it could be a little more interaction somehow. Maybe okay. they got to ask some questions. And I mm -hmm. think that's a good idea. What You're right. Think? Yeah, I, I like it. I really like it. Well, you were doing the polls for yeah, a long right. time, and that, yeah. that worked yeah. out pretty good. Yeah, probably that's good to bring the polls back. And um, also probably uh, another person told me probably we can ask some questions for the next show or some or on Twitter um, get some opinions out and then people could send me um, could send me a, a short clip about some about their opinion about some topic and then I could show that here mm -hmm. on the show. Yeah, you know? and do you do you announce topics beforehand at no, all? No, not yet. Probably I should we, we could think about mm -hmm. doing that. Maybe that would be something like maybe a day or two before. Here are the yeah. uh, approximately what we will be talking about. Do you have any questions, something you want us to cover? Right, exactly. And then, and then they could even uh, leave their uh, short clips, their opinion clips. And then we could say, okay, these were our opinions. And now let's see what the commu community has to say. And then I would show these clips from, I don't know, Lars or Blam Crotch or Seacoast Live. Yeah, probably that might be a good idea. For the second season. One other thing, um, I, I could give a recommendation for yeah. like some other types of shows that we could do is like sometimes I think if we have a week where the news is just kind of lame, yeah. is like we don't even need to cover news at all. We could have like right. some special topic Agreed. that we just dive really deep into like a certain kind of topic of issues. Like what, what do we want to see from like, what is our dream VR headset? Love the idea. I know we could talk for three hours Absolutely. about like what we think is the dream VR headset or like different aspects of VR headsets. And so I think we can maybe do some of those shows as well. Great idea, really like topic shows. Fantastic idea, and uh, yeah, we could have the community even think about some topics for us and uh, tell us what they would like us to talk about. Yeah, cool, very cool. Yep, season one. That was season one of the Next Dimension podcast. So probably there's going to be a little break uh, because I want to have a little vacation with my wife, going with a caravan somehow through Germany or even in another country. Um, so probably next week, probably no, but um, we'll let you know when season two starts. And of course, it also depends on how many people will rate us on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> it's all in your hands. <laughs> it's all in your hands. And also don't forget, forget to give this show now a thumbs up, this live stream. And uh, Peter asks, says, the first season has been amazing. Thank you so much. So please do rate us on iTunes. All right. That's it. That's it for season one, episode 24, the last episode of the first season. We do hope you enjoyed it. As always, give it a thumbs up. Don't forget the rating on iTunes. And we're looking forward to see you in season two. Until then, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. -bye. bye.